Welcome, students, to Paradigm Shift Destiny School. This is your fellow classmate, your fellow student of the universe, Brendan, and thank you for joining us here for the first official class of Paradigm Shift Destiny School, which is a new part of the Paradigm Shift Central project, and we are so happy to be able to have you here joining us. And of course, if you're listening live, then extra bonus points for you, and if you're listening in the future, then you're equally awesome. And of course, this is, uh, this is something very cool, and we're going to tell you a little bit more about it as we continue to get into it, and we're just going to confirm that things are running and it looks like we are good this time so bonus points for having the broadcast come through okay so with that said I'd just love to be able to invite all of the other students here with us to unmute themselves and we'll collectively say hello to everybody on the internet so hello 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 awesome Cool. Well, as I said, my name is Brendan, and tonight joining with us we have our good friend Brianna, and we have Kristen, who is, she's been around from the Paradigm Shift community, but this is her first time in uh, one of the recent live broadcasts, and we have our regular friend Michelle Infinity, and we also have our good friend Zoe, who is joining us. So in terms of how this is going to work, first of all, I will say, if you are the people who are tuned in live, now is a great time to be able to join the live chat. And again, if you're listening to this in the future, just know that the live chat feature is going to be a way how we'll be able to communicate with you. So the topic for tonight's class is about dreams. So in that sense, we'll be exploring the topic of dreams. What are dreams? Why are dreams important? What can we learn from dreams? Is this reality a dream? And of course, the topic of lucidity and practical tips in terms of how you too can continue to become more lucid within your dreams. So we'll sort of take turns kind of going around the, uh, the, the talking circle with the talking stick and each one of us here will sort of explore some different aspects of this topic and for those of you who are listening literally think about this as a school, literally think about this as a classroom. This is a again a new part of the Paradigm Shift Central project that has actually uh, the idea for it, the the dream of it, was actually around for quite some time, and we we're just kind of waiting for everything to get up, up like things to fall into place, and uh, now we're ready to do this. But really, think about this in the virtual sense of you guys sitting at your desks and us being at the front of the class doing a presentation and encouraging you guys to really take notes on this and really thinking about this as for the purpose of collective inspiration and education to be able to help assist in the shift in consciousness in that sense. So uh, with that said, um, let me just sort of remind you guys to please share the show with your friends and we'll get things officially rolling into this topic um, with the simple discussion of why are dreams something we should be interested in. So I'll pass the talking stick open to or over to anybody else who kind of wants to start off on that topic just uh, to give me a chance to sort of do some technical things in the background. So for any of the fellow students here, let's just begin with that topic. Why are dreams something that we should be interested in? Mm, I think Brianna wants to go first. Yeah, um, I can speak a little bit to that tonight. And I'll come from a scientific standpoint um, about why dreams are important. So I'll first start off by talking about the brain a little bit. That's where dreams kind of come from, right? That's where ideas come from. 
So the brain is full of neurons, and it's a collection of all these clusters of neurons that are constantly firing. And when you start to dream, you fall into a REM cycle or a rapid eye movement cycle. And then you start to drift deeper and deeper into a meditative state, I guess. And then you go into the dream state. And this causes your brain to give off like alpha waves and beta waves and then delta waves and sinking deeper and deeper. And your neurons are still firing at this stage. And let's talk a little bit about the science of a neuron. Synapses that fire together, wire together. So throughout your brain, there is a, connection, a collection of synapses separated by empty space called the synaptic cleft. And in this empty space, little chemicals shoot across it to the other side, and that creates this bridge. So every time um, a synapse is triggered, it fires, and it fires these little chemicals across a space. And so every time it's triggered, it grows closer and closer together to close the distance there so that there's no chance of error. Therefore, if you think about this, you have every time you think a thought, you're closing the distance between those neurons, making it a hardwired thought. So your thoughts literally reshape your brain, and thus they're changing a physical construct of reality. Your thoughts come from somewhere out in the universe, are changing a physical construct, your body. So you are rewiring the brain just by thinking thoughts. And the more you practice, the easier it is to trigger a thought. So it's constantly shifting and morphing with each thought. So think wisely. And think about what your dreams are doing at night, or how your thoughts during the day might affect your dreams at night, especially your attitude. And that's what I have to add about why dreams are important. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Rihanna. And uh, of course, if anybody else has anything that they want to add in within this introduction, please feel free at any point. And, uh, you know, in terms of, um, I'll just add in a couple of my own thoughts and, and sort of concepts that come to mind in terms of why dreams are important. For me, I think I'm really interested in the idea of what are dreams, first of all. Of course, when we talk about dreams, there's kind of multiple ways to sort of look into it. A lot of times, people within mainstream culture will sort of just convince uh, themselves of the idea that brains or dreams only exist within our brains. Uh, you know, there's something very uh, specific to our own local, uh, like, scientific chemistry and everything like that. But when you think about, um, when you look at actually other cultures and everything, they'll actually talk about the idea of how the dream space is actually a shared space. Um, it's, actually a, it's, a, it's actually a collective place that we go to when we sleep. And for me, dreams were actually a huge part of my awakening once I sort of started to begin to uh, understand what they were pointing to and for me to really get into like the big kicker right off the bat dreams are a great way to be able to help understand our multi-dimensional nature uh, a lot of a lot of people think that you know we only exist in these three dimensions you know like length width and height um, with the fourth dimension being time that we flow through but we exist beyond what we are just now and that's where you get into the idea of 
to simply put it, there is this physical dimension and then there is the astral dimension. And I think, from my own way of wrapping my head around it, that the astral dimension is actually closer to where we come from uh, within the spiritual journey. So we actually begin within the astral planes and then we incarnate or crystallize into the physical dimension to be able to have this unique human experience. And then every night that we die, or every night, <laughs> that, that wasn't an accident that I said that, every night that we dream, <laughs> we literally go back into the astral. Um, and then, like, that brings up an interesting question. Like, well, why do we go back into the astral? And, and without having to get too much into it, you know, it's almost like this idea that, um, one idea is that, like, it's it's almost as if it, it gives our body a physical chance to rest, but it's almost as if we can, like, phys like um, recharge our spiritual energy by returning to the astral dimensions in a way. Uh, and, of course, the astral planes are a beautiful place for us to be able to receive knowledge and information that the universe is there to teach us. Um, so, again, you know, like, what are dreams? Uh, dreams to put it in like one sentence, are us experiencing our return to the astral dimensions time and time again. And when, again, like I said, that's where we are before we are born, and theoretically it's where we go after we die. And this is why you'll see the opportunity to connect with loved ones who have passed on within the dreams. And you can connect with, like, archetypes and universal teachers and everything. So um, there's a lot of really fascinating ideas when it comes to dreams, and uh, that's all I'll just say for now, but there's definitely a lot more that um, I, I'll, I'll add to that later on. Um, I think, uh, unless, did, Michelle, did you want to add in something next. Something about, oh, well, yeah, I have this whole thing to, to add sure. that I prepared for school today. But um, what I wanted to say about what you just said, which is fitting that I just said what I just said, um, is that you reminded me that the astral itself, like, um, there's a uh, book called Journey of Souls. And I'm sure that this is going to sound instantly familiar of, to you guys because it's true. That spirit, the astral plane, is like a school. So after, like this whole universe is like a university, actually, and that when we, after we die, we are given, well, even in life, we're given assignments and to, um, to grow ourselves spiritually. So like every relationship we have is like an assignment, like doing these things together are our spiritual assignments for our own growth. Um, and so the astral realm itself is like a, uh, like a tutelage. So we're actually trained in our dreams and like there's a huge school of knowledge which brings like the Akashic records and such and we can go lucid and journey and download information about different lifetimes that we've had so I'm just piggybacking on what you said but um, that stirred up a lot of thoughts in me so I just wanted to share them with people and if nobody has anything to say in feedback to that I will segue into what I prepared yes good Sound good, everybody? Yes. I'm getting Go for it. It. something to add. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zoe has something to add then. Um, uh, just, Zoe, just go. Real, go ahead. Yeah, just real quick, um, adding to what you guys already said, I consider um, dreams to be a sort of portal to your own subconscious and the collective subconscious. So um, definitely a school there an opportunity to gain knowledge, but also an opportunity to face you know, parts of yourself that you may or may not be even aware of. Mm. And then there's like this whole idea of um, like soul retrieval and stuff, using your dreams as uh, a healing sort of medium 
Mm. And uh, but yeah, I'll let you go ahead. I just want to add that real quick. <laughs> Sorry, I went because I like I really I, I could hear how it felt. Like I was like, no, I want you to. I wanted you to tell you about that resonated. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. So, all right, I'll go. Um, so this is the medicine card deck, everyone, and this is the medicine cards. This is a beautiful, beautiful healing modality. I think it was written in the 70s, this book, and it's, um, it's really timeless, the wisdom that's here. It's from the Native American um, spiritual new age. Native American wisdom meets new age wisdom, which happened a lot in the 70s. So, um, okay, the poem, the invocation starts. Lizard, will you dream with me? Travel across the stars, beyond the time, the beyond the place of time and space. There live visions from afar. Okay, so the lizard medicine totem means dreaming, and I'm gonna just read a part of this that is infinitely beautiful that I was I was led to this morning. Um, so just for, for the sake of time, I'm gonna skip ahead and paint the picture for you generally. Imagine a lizard on a rock, kind of with that glazed, like, gecko-like, half-eye open, you know, sunning himself, and a snake, and a snake, like, slides up over to the lizard, and the lizard perceives the snake, and they take each other in, and the lizard welcomes the snake into his space on the sun and the rock, and the snake is confused, and the snake says... Um, so the lizard's qualifier is you may share my spot but you must promise not to interrupt me and then the snake says but how could I bother you lizard all you're doing is sleeping and lizard smiled knowingly oh snake you are such a silly serpent I'm not sleeping I'm dreaming snake wanted to know the difference what, what, snake wanted to know what the difference was so Lizard explained, Dreaming is going into the future, Snake. I go to where the future lives. You see, that is why I know you won't eat me today. I dreamed you, and I know that you are full of mouse. Snake was taken aback. Why, Lizard, you are exactly right. I wondered why you said you would, sh I, you would share your rock. Lizard laughed at himself. Snake, you are looking for shade, and I am looking for shadow. Shadow is where the dreams live. Lizard medicine is the shadow side of reality, where your dreams are reviewed before you decide to manifest them physically. Lizard could have eat. This is so important. Lizard could have created getting eaten by snake if he had so desired. So, just to stop there and say that you can create from your dreams. You can create. You can co-create with the universe in this way of going into the future and drawing it to you. Um, and let's see. Lizard is the medicine of dreamers. Whether dreamers smoke you or dream you, dreamers can always help you see the shadow. The shadow can be your fears, your hopes, or the very thing you are resisting. But it is always following you around like an obedient dog. So, yeah. It's, um, and then it gives you some warnings, so practical tips. It says, um, make sure that you are paying attention to your fears, your future trying to catch up with you, 
and the, or the part of you that wants to ignore your weakness and humanness. So make dream journals. Dreams are very important. When I was reading this just now, I, it, it, it helped me tune into the fact that my dreams have been like a way for me to deeply communicate with myself and I, and I set intentions before I go to sleep and I ask for um, messages and confirmations and prophecy. So dreams can be very prophetic and teaching devices and that is what I have to share. The other thing about lizard itself is like lizard like is a nebulous creature being in control of dreams and the medicine of gecko um, which is very close to me is all about synchronicity and divine timing so pay attention to your dreams because the medicine that they share is always perfect so, aho aho yeah, yeah that was that awesome, was awesome. Thank, you. thank you gratitude okay. um, um. Yeah, uh, I, I like some of the main things that sort of popped out to me there. Um, dreams are going into the future. Uh, I love that idea. And, and again, you know, like within uh, this multidimensional experience, one of the big things for me that really began shifting my paradigm and opened me up to a lot of interesting ideas was this idea that we exist beyond our regular linear perception of this present moment. We actually exist uh, well into the future. And... Um, as peculiar as that sounds, dreams actually serve a purpose within that model of reality. They, they are a way for us to be able to, uh, again, you know, get premonitions, foresight. Um, and also, uh, one thing that I really value about dreams is that dreams, you know, you can look at them as, uh, as like a virtual reality simulation. So if there's something that our soul and our spirit really wants to learn, it doesn't necessarily have to do it within the physical dimension. It can actually choose to do it within the dream space if that makes more sense for it. So, you know, within the dream space, um, I'll just say this and then I'll allow anybody else to, to um, add in with additional points. Uh, you know, within the dream space, it, it gives us the chance to, uh, again, kind of what Zoe was saying, to see more parts of ourselves. Um, and sometimes those are, those are like really... Uh, exciting parts and sometimes those are like less than admirable parts you know like within the dreams like it's a very common thing I mean not to say it's a very common thing but it's a very possible thing where you might get into like an argument with your friend or you might treat them really badly um, or you might do something even like beyond your comprehension you know people have talked you know they'll wake up from a dream and it's like oh my god like I just killed someone in my dream. Like, what the hell was that about, right? You know, but again, um, within within that dreamlike scenario, it, it gives us the opportunity to observe those parts of ourselves without necessarily having to weigh the entire consequences of them, yet still be able to learn from the experience of them. So, I mean, in that sense, there's a very practical reason as to why this reality has dreams, because if not, you know, it's just like, you know, like, oh, it's like, I, I'd really love to learn how to be more humble by, like, doing this and that. And, um, you know, instead of having to, it, 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 like, for example, uh, say, say uh, it, it's the, the universe, which, okay, this is like kind of just stepping outside of the box for a second, but it's just like, how does the universe decide what lessons are coming our way? Like, who's the director behind the scene? That's the part that really makes me ponder, you know, like, it, it's almost as if, like, we're there, like, we're like the actors on the stage, and then there's like some sort of other, like, other part of ourself, which is still part of ourself, but there's an expansion 
expanded part of our own consciousness that that is like writing the script just before it gets to us on stage and everything like that and pulling the strings and everything and we can't always see that part and and then there's like something it's almost as if there's a computer program out there and there's like they're like all right cue the sun exploding or something like that you know and then and then we experience that with the element of surprise um, but again you know as an example say within a dream you can go through the experience of loss um, say like within a dream you have like a close friend of you who, who could go, you know something happens to them and it's very tragic within your dream you're just like and then you experience that it could be very real whether you're lucid or not sometimes non-lucid dreams are actually way more valuable than lucid dreams because the experience is so real and you're so engaged and it's so visceral so you wake up from that and you're just like holy crap you know like I've been taking that person for granted um, this is how I feel about this and then lo and behold that may lead you to call that person up on the phone and you can just say like hey you know like I know we haven't talked in a while but uh, I just wanted to like apologize if I ever if you ever felt that I was ignoring you or let's get together for coffee sometime and they would just be like oh you know what like I was just thinking about you the other day that's really funny and, and I would love to get together and this is actually perfect or something right so you can see how dreams actually practically play a role within this physical dimension like they actually ripple out into this physical dimension um, and then again you know like that is sort of part of the inspiration behind choosing to become uh, more engaged with our dreams so that we can remember the lessons that are being sent to us uh, within the dream space uh, instead of uh, as a student, you know, as a student of this destiny school, uh, it, it should be sort of part of our objective to really be taking notes uh, within all dimensions of it as much as possible because to think that X number percent of the population is only living their reality within the physical dimension is part of what this scenario is but there's so much more that we can gain um, not just gain but there's so much more that we can experience and in that sense it, it, it opens up the potential for us to accelerate the rate at which our soul continues to unfold so if you're learning within the physical and you're learning within the astral within the dream space with your astral body you begin to develop these lessons you begin to grow as an individual you begin to refine yourself um, with a more you know, just um, uh, purpose, direction, intention, and uh, just like it, it becomes more dynamic and it can be very exciting. Michelle, go ahead. With more consciousness is the word you're looking for. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Awareness, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So again, as I'm talking about this, there's there, there's more and more thoughts that sort of come up. That's why I love the topics of dreams and, and even just you know planting that seed that again, like this reality is theoretically another version of that dream space. Um, and the big kicker is that if you understand that you can create within your dreams, you begin to understand how much you can create within this reality, and you're doing it all the times because, you know, as Zoe said, like the reality of our dreams is like. A holographic helmet that's a projection of what's inside of us and and the sooner we realize that the sooner we can sort of engage on it at a different level so the real goal within all of this I feel is to become conscious again to become conscious to become aware to become aware of how much we are creating both within this dream and our sleeping dreams um, and I'll just say or, or sorry I'll just say the last thing um, this is like you know a sentence that I have said a few times before but uh, it's the idea that like you're always going to be dreaming it's just a matter of whether or not you're awake so to wake up what does that mean so um, passing the talking stick over to Michelle and then anyone else 
So all I wanted to share was, well, actually, I have, I have tips, but um, first I wanted to mention the word subconscious. And what you just said, Skull, was that the dreams act like symbols that are alarming. Like, I, I was thinking like an alarm bell, but they act as symbols, like a language that we get to dialogue with in order to understand ourselves better and shape our realities. So in a way it's like a bridge working with that higher self um, that directs our our lower self. I saw this um, I saw this crazy um, image the other day and it was like a little me so it would be like my physical body and then like a bigger body glowing like my higher self and then like my omnipresent like super higher self like almost the part that like talks to Ascended Masters and it was like that there are three of us, there are three tiers, and then there's like the angels and like God, like the, the helper be beings. Um, so I don't know where that just came from, but that just came, <laughs> came through. Uh, so, um, and then I just want to share that um, I mentioned briefly, but just to reiterate, is setting intentions before we go to sleep, I think is a really powerful practice that I've been able to play with. And then also recording your dreams when you wake up, either through voice or written, I think is also um, just something that can be, uh, that if people who are just hearing this for the first time want to play with, um, you can do all of that on your phone and in your mind. So, uh -huh, that's it. Yeah, and um, as we go through this broadcast, you know, the intention is to provide you guys, the students and the listeners, with practical tips, practical information as to how you can continue to develop the relationship with dreams as well. Uh, so let's pass, um, let's get some other people uh, to be able to share and present any other informations. Um, I'll just let you guys sort of put your hand up if you would like to jump in next. Who wants to? I know you guys aren't shy, so <laughs> we're we're a little shy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zoe, would you like to go next? Well, I ha I haven't. Yeah, or, Zoe ahead. or Kristen? Kristen, you can go next. Zoe Zoe's too shy, so. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm a little shy too because I haven't been on here in a while. <laughs> it's all just practice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. I've still been doing some of my research and because um, to me I'm trying to understand my own dreams and so I picked up this book called Spirit Guided Lucid Dreaming and I really really enjoyed it and it taught me a lot on um, how to use your intentions on before you go to sleep and you know wanting to be more lucid in your dreaming because there was a point where I was just dreaming and I wasn't so lucid but I still remembered all of the details and stuff but more recently I've been having more dreams of um, actually being aware in my dream and coming out of my actual body and seeing myself sleep in my dream well just recently and then I wake myself up in my dream and I start doing other things and I switch from like scenes to scenes constantly and um, I've had like different ones of uh, of I think seeing another past life uh, my name was Molly and I actually had like a different type of lifestyle and I 
traveled to like this other type of dimension this woman came up to me and put her hands on me and told me I want to show you another part of the world and so I thought that was really interesting and like whoa I've never had that type of dream before and she took me to this other place where there was a whole bunch of people that thought like all of us and um, like the government was trying to like shut it all down and um, I was just like what's going on and then I traveled back to my body like it didn't really like it happened so fast like it just of a blink of an eye and I'm just like whoa where did I go and I asked the people in my dream like was I here the whole time and they said yes and I'm like what so <laughs> it was really interesting um, and the spirit guy lucid dreaming book that I read um, it was talking about different techniques on staying awake during so many hours and then going to sleep, kind of like a, a changing up your sleep cycle of uh, uh, sleeping for like say six, five to six hours and then waking up and uh, doing some meditation and you know of course then going back to sleep again for the next couple hours and but at, at that point you probably have to do it like on a day off or when you're available to do that um, and usually it takes about like a couple weeks or more than a month to kind of get in these different sleep cycles because we're not really supposed to sleep for eight hours according to this book but I don't really know I haven't done much research on that but uh, it was really interesting to me um, because just on really if, if you're really wanting to get to know more of who you are your past lives or your future lives or anything that's going on within your life of wanting to heal it um, is to maybe change up sleep cycles or you know, and also uh, your eating habits and stuff too that takes a really big part on what you consume in your body um, so yeah it's just I love listening to all you guys too it's really interesting um, but I that's pretty much all I have to really say at the moment <laughs> That's that's really fascinating. So um, just to clarify what I think I heard, uh, you, you sort of had like a like a dream within a dream. Is that kind of? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, this, have you guys have had something like that? Oh, it's definitely possible. Yeah, yeah I'm sure Zoe <laughs> has a few stories about that. <laughs> um, and, and, yeah, Zoe or anybody else, if you guys, I don't have anything to add on that. Just right this second. So if you guys wanna. Um, I, I sort of just got. Hey, I've had a dream, a dream. It only happened one time. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it was just. I didn't really get anything from it, but it was just like I woke up and I was still in a dream. So I was like, you know, it, it was a dream within a dream. But um, one of the things that I noticed about dreaming is, can, can everybody hear me okay? By the way. Uh, yeah, we can hear you, man. Welcome to welcome okay. to the class. <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, one of the things I noticed about dreaming is if you've ever had um, a dream, you know, of all different sorts, it can really change uh, your mood and your whole disposition the next day. So I think a dreaming is an important uh, part of just um, it's just an important part of your whole mindset and everything. Um, just figuring out um, how to how to move within your dreams as kind of like um, you know, it's a lot of fun, but at the same time, like, what is fun? Like, fun is because, you know, it's like playful learning. That's what fun is. 
and uh, so like you're you're learning how to have dream control and learning um, more about your dreaming I think is important for your daily life because um, because I know I've had a dream where I've saved the world once and man all, all next day and probably for a while I was just really just ecstatic I just had the the, the you know the, the best feeling um, and um, you know anytime you ever wake up from a flying dream or a dream where you knew you were dreaming and it's just like it just it feels so it feels so real. So I just think um, anything that feels that way or, or has that effect is just something that we need to learn more about. You know, that's pretty much how I feel about it. You know, that's enough to make me really interested in it, especially because I want to fly so much. So just the fact that you could fly in dreams and you could do so many different things, it's just it seems so it seems so important. You know, to our, to our to our um, to our creativity and, and everything. Oh yeah, I definitely agree with you, especially on the whole like wanting to fly bit. <laughs> mhm. Mm yeah, yeah, because you could do so many things in dreams. So it's like, it's just, it's like our playground. It's like our otherworldly playground. Mhm. Mm yeah, and that's um again, you know, there's I there's so many. Uh, amazing ways that we can sort of take this conversation and play around with it um, and 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 you're right you know like like yeah like what are some of the things that we can do within dreams you know like we can fly within our dreams we can meet famous celebrities we can time travel we can teleport uh, we can face our fears you know we can eat dream food um, we can like practice things that we didn't know we were good at um, you know, there's even like astral sex is like a real thing that can happen. Um, you can transform. You can become an animal. You can explore other planets. Um, you can like experience the future, and uh, you know you can like change the weather and everything. And again, you know, all of these <laughs> things go back to the idea as to like my my idea is like, well, why? Why can we do these things? How are these things possible? Um, and I'll just say this real quick, and then uh, passing the talking stick to to anybody else. Uh, you know. I think when it comes to dreams, part of understanding dreams is really just understanding like the, the dynamics of this dimension, uh, and and part of it is to be able to juxtapose it, to compare it to this dimension here. And within this dimension, we have this illusion of physical reality, and you know people sort of get into the quantum side of things, and you realize that everything's 99% empty space, and it's actually the vibrations that create the illusion of physical matter, and nothing's actually touching each other. But on a micro level, there's like magnetic fields that are pushing things away from each other. So within this dimension, we have this illusion of, of physical reality. And then outside of this dimension, within the dimension of the dreams, that law is, is different. And since it's absent, that allows us to be able to do things more readily with, again, with our thoughts. And whether that be to fly, whether that be to manifest things. So, I mean, that's literally how dreams work. If you think of something, it will appear in front of you. You know, if you want to go to the pyramids of Egypt, you can think about them and you will go to the pyramids of Egypt. It's very literal, this idea that as you think, so shall you become. Um, so, I mean, 
like there's so many things that we can explore within dreams and, and just within the flying thing as a practical tip within other practical tips for people that we'll get to later, you know, it's simply just like like writing writing things down, reality checks, meditation, those are the three main things. But in terms of the flying, one thing that I've learned from it is that in order to fly within your dreams, it's less to do with like trying to jump and fly, but rather it's having to learn how to let go. Learn how to let go of this subconscious illusion of gravity holding you down because you realize that there is no gravity. There's only your imagination thinking and convincing itself that gravity is real because we're so conditioned to it within this reality. So dreams are a great way to be able to practice letting go and sort of like restructuring our concept and our relationship uh, with our own belief systems and everything like that. So um, and again, you know, that's why in Peter Pan they talk about that. They talk about flying because the whole Peter Pan story is actually about the dream space um, very literally and, and if people miss that then I encourage you to go back and check it out um, but yeah I'll pass the talking stick around Michelle I, I thought okay two things Sorry. One, it's really like the matrix which is funny because you're talking about very the much so, yeah. okay. and then the other thing is I always thought Peter Pan was um, think happy thoughts and it was actually about like keeping your vibration high and like so you can fly like so you're on like the highest vibration that you can be if you're thinking happy thoughts then you're like then you're in the flow um, I never thought about it like the dream thing and you know how all of my lessons are lately like about surrender with my with my video and with my um, my videos and my writings and everything like that and I don't fly in my dreams so it's amazing that you're like just like a little tell it's like you're like oh it's all about letting go and it's like oh it's, I don't do that um, drive a lot which is interesting which is all about control um, so that it's wow so yeah awakening for me as well that's beautiful wow so holla to all those people who don't fly in their dreams just saying like you're not alone that's like a real I've never, I've like, I like have, you know what I do though? Oh my God, and I haven't even thought about, I'm sorry, I'm going to let somebody else talk, but this is like epic. <laughs> I, I used to have these dreams like all the time where I would be on one, I haven't had them for a while because now I'm doing the intention setting thing, so it's more like learning, um, where I'm on one plateau and then I have to get to this other plateau, like, but it's like a long jump like in Mario, like old school Mario where like on eight you have to like go across, you have to like pretend there's a bridge already there and like so it's that feeling of falling between you know the feeling of falling like if you're falling like straight down out of the sky um, but that feeling like I don't know what you would call that of descension I guess um, that like jumping feeling like where you're falling like oh, um, from going from one space to the other so I don't know man that was just something that was like prevalent for like I think my whole life up until a few years ago I just wanted to share that because that came through I don't know if anybody else has had mm -hmm. dreams like that or knows what I'm talking about. So, join in. <laughs> Does, uh, I'll just say, um, uh, letting somebody else jump in um, before I make any other points, but before we do that, I just want to give a shout-out to people in the live chat. Uh, we do have a few friends who are joining us in the live chat, so hello to you guys. And, of course, you guys are a part of the class as well. So if you guys have any comments or questions, please feel free to leave those in the live chat. And, uh, again, if you're listening on the website live, you'll see the little module in the bottom right that says live chat. You can click it there. Uh, Brianna is about to head out. Um, before you go, Brianna, would you like to just add in anything else? Um, sure. Uh Thanks so much for having me today, guys. I hope you learn a lot more. I look forward to your, hearing your discussion about prophetic dreams a little bit later on. 
I'm sorry I can't stick around, but I'm about to go head off to the dream space, so maybe I'll see you guys there. <laughs> go log back into the astral, as I like to say. So. <laughs> Cool. And that's another thing, and Brianna, I'll just say this, um, you know, just sort of plant the seed. Uh, that's one thing that uh, is an intention within the Paradigm Shift Central project is to begin exploring more of the idea of intentional shared dreams. So we do all these, like, digital hangouts, but what happens when enough of us start putting towards the intention of meeting up within the astral space? And that is possible, is, so yeah. therefore we might as well try. <laughs> Magic, we're going to try. Let's try it out. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Right. Okay, I've seen we'll Breezy in the astral space. Yeah. <laughs> special. Special. <laughs> I, I, have, I have. I had a dream of you once a while back. I gave you a hug. You were in a building. In a room. Thank you so much. I probably needed that hug, too. You always get <laughs> right when you need it. Okay, cool. guys. Stay healthy. Right, stay light. Don't give up the fight. Breezy, out. Peace out. You rock. <laughs> have a good one. Cool. Um, yeah, shared share dreaming is, is another thing that can be experienced. Um, I, 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 I did viscerally have that once. It's just a super quick story that I could explain in detail a little bit more, but it was back like before I even really got into meeting a lot of you guys, and it was just like with one of my friends on the internet, and both of us woke up one morning with the same song in our head. And we were just like, yo, were you, like, like he, like, or I sent him a link for the song, and before he even checked, he's like, I know what song that is. And then he was just like, dude, like, were you in the dream last night? Do you remember, like, sitting on the couch and there being a little gnome in the corner? And I'm like, yeah, there was a little gnome in the corner, and I was talking about how he was invisible and how nobody else could see him, but we still knew that he was there, and we were sitting on a couch talking to each other. And then, <laughs> which is, like, totally a thing, right? Because gnomes are, like, quasi-dimensional entities that are invisible to us but are still probably, like, in our space and everything. Um, so that was, for me, that was, like, a early on a very... Um, prominent example of like a shared dream experience where I was just like, whoa, that was a thing that can happen, therefore it can happen again. Um, uh, yeah, but that's totally something of interest. Okay, um, passing the talking stick to some of the other students here, uh, uh, what would you, Aaron, would you, yeah, I have, you uh, I have like to go? Possibly. Um, I noticed some of my flying dreams like earlier on when I first started having flying dreams, I had a sort of uh, fear of height. It wasn't necessarily um, a fear. I mean, it might have been, but I couldn't go like past a certain point in the open. Like I had to be like, like let's say I was flying up, I would have to be like over a building to go higher, or I'd have to be like up over a mountain to go higher. Like it, I had like a certain altitude limit. Like it was weird. It was a weird thing. It doesn't really happen anymore. Do you do you um do, do you have you ever had anything where it's like a fear of heights when flying in a dream, or like I may, like when I was really young I used to have these flying dreams and I used to swim in school so um my flying dreams I would always have to um to swim but ever since I got more into like <clears throat> metaphysical and uh, and things like that, my flying dreams became more about intentionality and intent and in, in how to fly rather than like you know like swimming um, but but I, but um, earlier on it was it was like a weird fear of heights when when dreaming when when fl when flying in a dream. I can definitely relate to that. Um, Go for it sorry. Yeah, the thing with like some of the 
the the dream superpowers is that it sometimes it takes some practice. Like with flying, for example, I totally had the same experience where I could only go to a certain height or um, I had to get over my idea of gravity. So before I started flying, I actually started like gliding, so to speak, um, gliding from like building to building or tree to tree uh, and staying like in the air hovering was like the last thing that I was actually able to do because I had to overcome that, um, you know, that idea of gravity pulling you back down or that fear of falling. Um, now I now I can go fairly high when I fly all the way up into the clouds and stuff. And sometimes because I do have a fear of falling, like I hate roller coasters and I hate that feeling, sometimes I'll do that on purpose to test myself in a dream and I'll jump from like a ridiculously high place just to like, I don't want to say force that experience on myself, but to help me, you know, get over that fear. And um, interesting what, what was your name, Chase or Aaron? What was the name? Um, well, my um, my name on Facebook is Aaron Wildsmoke. Okay. Aaron, it was really funny what you said about swimming. Sometimes when I fly in my dreams, I like, I don't swim, but I flap like my hands, even though I don't have wings. I just like uh -huh. sort of do like the bird flap or whatever <laughs> to get me, you know, to those heights. So it's interesting, like, you know, how your belief sort of carries over into the dream space, you know. And uh, <laughs> also, yeah, yeah, the goal for me is to definitely be able to to do more and just to have more freedom. I think that's the biggest thing, you know? Yeah, Just definitely. more freedom and to do more, you know, I want to uh, be able to have more control over over my, my powers in the dream space and uh, and like Brendan said, there's so many different things you can do, you know? It's not just flying, it's like, you know, you could turn into an animal, you can you can do so many different things. It's such, it's such an awesome invisible. thing. Invisible is another yeah. one of those tricky ones where it's like you have to like really believe that the dream characters can't see you because if you falter in that then they see you. So but if you believe in it then they can't. So it's like really interesting. It's a really interesting uh, tool to play with belief in your relation to it. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I wonder what the the big difference between being like vivid, like really vivid in a dream, um, but then becoming lucid in a dream. Like, I wonder, I wonder, um, like how to like become like, oh, I'm dreaming, and then you know, be able to have like you know conscious control rather than rather than um, even if it's like. I've had really awesome dreams where it's been totally vivid, but I didn't know it was a dream until the next morning, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are different levels. Yeah, I've heard Levels of lucidity, mm -hmm. too. Because, like, there's some dreams where it's, like, you're lucid to the point where it's almost like waking reality. Um where you could like you know feel the water or feel the wind on your face, but then there are like 
lucid dreams where they're just extremely vivid or you might have like powers or control over something but still not be completely aware that you're dreaming so it's like I don't know it gets fuzzy it's cool that we have these different things because you just said the feeling thing like that, that's very vivid in my dreams but I never try to have like superhero powers like my dreams are always like these stories that are like being told to me you know that are more metaphoric and different like more like an unraveling um, but like the feeling thing for sure, like that I like, yeah, feeling the water. And I think that's one of the most precious things that I have that I have in dreams is like the fact that you can sense, like viscerally, like what's happening to you, you know. So. Yeah. And like you yeah. could totally use that. Just like really quick, a practical tip, and then I'll stop talking. Um, you can use that experience when you're lucid. Um, of like feeling something like physical if you go and you like very slowly move forward in the lucid dream and like touch it like touch the ground touch the cold snow like touch the wall or the the stone the door or the the leaf on the plant like really touch it and like feel it and focus on that feeling very calmly and that'll help like ground you into the lucid dream that's just my practical tip so can we, can we discuss what it is to shift from into the, you know? I know that Skull mm -hmm. probably would like to talk about that, but like, how does that, what is that, um, can some people not do it? I have a feeling like I can't do it for some reason. Um, well, yeah. I think um, the, the other side of that, which is really interesting, is that there are some people who like almost lucid dream by default, um, which I've run into a few people, and that's actually been the case for them. And literally, you know, they, they grew up with this whole concept of like dreams being the space where they always knew they were dreaming, and they always knew they could fly, and they always knew they could create. And then it wasn't until they were older that they ran into other people, and they were just like, wait, what? Like, that's not how it works for everyone. Um, so, I mean, it just that idea alone is very interesting but I think everybody has the potential to be able to uh, you know step into that lucid awareness and and we'll just uh, we'll just talk about that um, sorry I'm just gonna background noise there but yeah we'll just talk about that like what is lucidity so lucidity as a word means clarity it means awareness it means you know being able to perceive things uh, in, from a different way and uh, in terms of a lucid dream you know the simple way of putting it is like knowing being in a dream and knowing that you're in a dream and then from there, it opens up the idea of once you become aware of that, you're just like, oh, okay, like now I can understand how to interact with it on a different level. Whereas prior to that moment, it's uh, very much within this illusion of you sort of living out a movie or something like that. Um, sometimes it feels as if everything is sort of like predetermined, like the actions are already sort of there. Sometimes it feels like you're just kind of going along with it. But you don't fully get the impression that you're in a dream. You're just convinced that you're just like, oh, yeah, you know, this is normal. This is just another moment of my waking life. Yet you're in a dream. And again, the reason behind that, I think, from the practical point, it's so that you can experience whatever it is you're experiencing um, with more authenticity. You, you can take it. Uh, you, you can receive it in your heart uh, with, like, more, uh, yeah, authenticity is kind of the word. Whereas if, like... 
you know, say if uh, even even with dream like with nightmares, nightmares, um, nightmares can actually be a very valuable thing uh, within a person's uh, experience because of the opportunity for them to uh, be a trigger for them to realize how consciously. Um, how much conscious potential they have within a dream. So, uh, you know, again, you have like a scary creature coming at you and you're convinced that it's a real-life scenario, but then within uh, a later on, like this might be a recurring thing to you, but then eventually you're going to get to a point within your own experience where you'll be like, wait a second, you know, like this, this creature is something like that I, th this is a projection. This is something that like I am in control of. Um, so, I mean, then from there, like it can be, it can turn into this very empowering thing. Um, oftentimes people will be having nightmares and they'll try to wake up from it because it's so scary but another route that you can take is to just like be able to sort of bring yourself into that moment um, with the intention of lucidity to be able to like turn the scary monster into like a cute little bunny rabbit or something like that just as an example um, and then you know for that person they can be like wow you know like that nightmare was haunting me for years now but, but now I've conquered it and and again you know it sort of brings back to this idea of self-empowerment um, so lucidity can happen uh, in a variety of ways and, and some of the ways that it can happen um, are really going to be uh, determined on what sort of reality checks and triggers that you have within your waking life so just in terms of the practical tips and then we'll pass this around in terms of other practical tips uh, you know again so why would you want to become lucid to be able to experience more of what this human spiritual experience it is, you know, it has the potential. Um, and of course, you can do all the cool things like fly and create things and shoot lightning bolts, but ultimately those things can be just sort of looked at as like very trivial when you sort of realize that the real potentials of becoming lucid uh, can be much, much, much uh, deeper in terms of tapping into like cosmic knowledge and cosmic wisdom. Uh, a lot of people will just like want to become lucid so that they can like have like lucid dream sex and everything like that. And again, that's totally cool but eventually uh, depending on the person you can almost get bored of that and you'll begin to like seek something more and, and what you can seek more is the idea that there's actually like archetypes and teachers and, and conscious entities within the dream space that you can interact with and that you can actually like call upon you can actually like evoke them into your experience and they're like holders of wisdom and knowledge and you can sit down and you can have like this like crazy conversation with like Einstein or Tesla or again you know like archangels if you sort of want to think about it that way um, or even like your future self or something right and then uh, so in terms of like so those are part of the reasons why you would want to become lucid um, to really just explore more of what this reality has to offer in a very visceral sense. Um, now I'll get into some tips, but Michelle, did you did you want to oh, say something? I was just like, I love that. I love that you just said that. I'm going to totally take my intention and wisdom school and. It's funny, like, it's a tell on myself, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's, like, almost like the spiritual, the spiritual difference between sovereignty where you're, like, I'm a creator. Like, I almost want to say, God damn it. Like, I'm a creator, so I have the power to create. So I'm going to 
use my power as a creator, as in the oneness of God. I am one with this existence. I'm going. I'm going to trust myself enough to create, to take on that power for myself, as opposed to this other way, which is not wrong, but it's very biblical. It's very like old old paradigm, where you're like God of the holy. You teach me, and it's like a separation. And even like saying it, I feel like smaller. Like where you're like, where you're like, you're just waiting to receive like messages from on high, as opposed to like. And they're both right. See, that's why. It's because it's not authentic. Because when you're waiting for the metaphor, you are, you're, you're separating yourself, but you're listening for a greater, um, like to tap into like the greater storyline of what your body is um, or what your, what your, uh, it dinged, I got, I got <laughs> taken out of what my What your brain. destiny is? <laughs> What's that? What your destiny is? Yes, yes, yes. Like, yeah, you, you're plugged in. Like, where, like, yeah. So you're like, you're like calling that forth to you. And, but you're being, yeah, you're being like less um, dominant, you know? You're being more receptive. So it's cool to see those two things. Um, that was cool when the ding, it like took me out of my trance. Um, <laughs> so that's it. So that's all I, I guess um, I got brought back to the this reality. Um so yeah, so I don't even remember what I was saying now, but that but it's all beautiful. So I love that you can talk to ascended masters, and I love that you can petition and say like I want to talk to like Guru Guru Rinpoche or um, just like I, I call on the divine wisdom of like this particular character, and I want to dialogue with this. It's so, that was so juicy to me. So thank you for saying mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, and again, you know, like within the dream space, you're you're literally able to to experience the the non locality of this hyperdelic reality. Again, you know, you can you can summon things in an instant. You can teleport in an instant. You can sort of uh, do things that, whereas in with this physical dimension, would be very challenging to do. It'd be very challenging to like, you know, if you want to go talk to your friend, where you would have to like get on a plane and fly across the country, or you know, obviously the internet now is sort of making things a little bit more. Uh, sort of dynamic and, and very uh, dreamlike in, in, in this way, at least. Um, but uh, just bring it back to the, uh, again, yeah, dreams are awesome. They're a place for you to be able to, you know, think of it as a, as a school of wisdom. You can, you, can, you can learn a lot about the universe, but primarily you can also really learn a lot about you, who you are who you came here to become. And that is like kind of like this unfolding story that all of us are going through, you know, peeling back the layers of the onion and and really just to like get in deeper. And, and again, you know, that's where uh, dreams of like past lives and future lives actually come into play. And, and we can begin to understand like some of like why we act a certain way or why we do this. Or again, it can bring something to our attention so that we have the opportunity to, to change it, to grow. Um, it, even in any sort of relationship, be it romantic, be it friendship, you're going to experience things, be it within a dream, you're going to experience things that are going to show you the awesome sides of yourselves. And the not so awesome sides of yourself but through that process you grow it, depending on your level of consciousness some people will have to repeat the same lessons over and over again but if you see again within your dream self if you see an experience where you like treat someone like a jerk and you wake up and you notice how it makes you feel that can be an inspiration to change that part of yourself um, so I'll just say this and then I'll get into some of the basic practical tips behind uh, how to achieve lucidity uh, when it comes to dreams a lot of people talk about like the symbolism and in interpreting dreams which is a very uh, in-depth topic in itself 
yourself. One of the best things that I can suggest is that rather than getting too caught up on trying to like find a book and open up like what the specific meaning is for dreams, not to say that that's not valid, but there, there's, I mean, do that if you choose. Try to focus just on what the dream, how the dream made you feel. It, you know, if, if you sort of woke up and you're just like, what the hell was that about or whatever, you know, like what the hell was that supposed to mean? Pay attention to how it made you feel because that's like the most immediate thing that you have access to. Maybe if it made you feel, if it felt like empowered, if it made you feel like awesome, sometimes it's just kind of like it doesn't even really make sense or whatever and you, know, you just sort of like write it off and stuff. Um, cool, we got a new person in the chat. Hello, Rose. Welcome to the classroom. Hey. Rose, I'm just gonna. Your microphone is working. I'm just gonna put you on mute just for now. Is that okay? Um, okay. So, uh, just um, yeah, dreams show us a lot about ourselves. You know, they're they're a mirror into our subconscious, but also our ultra conscious. Uh, you know, we think about this idea of like, oh, it's Rosaline. Oh, hi. <laughs> Can see you. Um, so, uh, okay. Quick tips for lucidity to achieve lucidity to become more conscious within your dreams. Step one, writing down your dreams. Writing down your dreams is so important because the dream recall muscle, you can think of it as a muscle, is something that develops with exercise. A lot of people talk about how they don't remember their dreams within everyday life or they'll even say, you know, like, oh, I don't dream. You're always going to be dreaming whether or not you remember it is a different thing. So remembering your dreams can be brought on simply by writing them down and again even if it starts off with a single word even if it starts off with a feeling that can be just sort of a way to develop that but also a way to say to the universe hey I'm wanting to become more interested in my dreams and I think that is actually sort of like this hidden variable that a lot of people um, don't often consider the idea that simply by putting out this thought of being like you know what universe I'm really interested in learning dreams the universe will be like he is ready. Send him dreams, you know? <laughs> like, and they'll start putting stuff into your reality if you ask for it. You literally almost have to invite it into your experience. So writing down your dreams is super, super important and, 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 it, and it is challenging, but just do it as a practice as much as you can. And uh, again, you can get creative with it and even writing down like a word or two can be sort of like a jump point for more ideas when you go back and look at it, you know, like you'll you'll open it up and you'll just be like, I don't I didn't write down a lot, but I wrote down you know, like earlier in my dream today, I'll give you guys an example. Like I had a dream and there were like these like crazy like giants in my dreams. And so, I mean, like, just by writing the word giant in my book, like, I know exactly everything that I'm talking about without having to say, oh, and then the giants did this and then the giants did that. Like, to me, like, that's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a portal to all those other ideas. So, you know, you can use words as portals when you write it down, um, your dreams. Uh, so writing down your dreams, there's more to talk about that, but we'll just keep moving on. Uh, meditation. Meditation is super key. Why is meditation important? Meditation is important for mindfulness in general, but when you're really jumping ahead and you're talking about the point when you actually become lucid, meditation is going to be valuable because it's, it's very common within dreams to sort of like get lucid and to be like, wow, I'm lucid, this is amazing, this is so exciting, I'm so excited and I'm awake. You know, like you actually, you, your excitement wakes you up out of the dream. Um, so being mindful through meditation can bring you into this practice of centering yourself through your breath. So say you do become lucid in a dream, instead of being like, oh my god, oh my god, what do I do, what do I do? You'll just be like, alright, 
I'm here, I'm present, breathe, stay conscious. This is like almost like a very like like delicate state and, and, and acknowledging that can sort of determine how you interact with it because it's true, like literally, like, like lucidity can be a very delicate thing so you want to like hold it like, you know, like an egg on a spoon and, and that's like something that takes mindfulness. So meditation just in general is a very important thing and, um, you know, there's lots of other ways to sort of get into that. Uh, it just in terms of practicing your imagination so you can meditate and imagine yourself flying with wings on, imagine what it feels like to fly with wings on, this is just an example, and then you can fall asleep with that sort of same type of meditation and then that can actually sort of lead you into a theoretical um, potential within the dream um, um, and even just imagining yourself really uh, getting into your sensations, like what we do within our guided journey meditations. Imagine textures, imagine smells, imagine tastes. Uh, these are just all sort of ways to sort of develop your relationship with those like internal uh, senses. And the other thing is reality checks. Um, obviously there's more to this, but reality checks, again, are something where you develop a habit within your waking life that you're going to able to uh, repeat within your dream state. And that's part of the idea is that you're literally programming your patterns so that they repeat within the dream space. So an example of this would be, uh, I mean, people have seen the movie Waking Life. Uh, you'll know that they talk about the one of turning on light switches. Lights, uh, there's many things that don't really work quite the same within dreams which is very peculiar. Uh, it's very common for light switches not to work. So if you walk into a room within a dream and you flick a light switch, it may not turn on and that can be a trigger for you to know that you're dreaming. So the trick is, is that within your waking state, try flicking a light switch now and then and just observe. And then uh, again, you can really sort of get flexible with your own reality checks. So again, you know, you can do something where uh, a good example is to pull your finger. So if you pull your finger right now within this physical dimension, it's very solid. It's not going to go anywhere. We know exactly what it feels like. But if you pull your finger within a dream, it may stretch and get elongated and it may raise your, it gets your attention. You just be like, oh, that's awfully silly. Like, oh, am I dreaming right now? You know, and then it, it sort of brings you into that awareness. Um, another thing can be practicing jumping. So every time, say every time you walk through a door, practice jumping or every time on the hour, again, you know, really get creative, create your own routines. Every time on the hour, set an alarm on your clock, practice jumping. And within a dream, you might jump up and fly. But this is, this is I'll specify this because a lot of people, I think, miss the point when it comes to doing these reality checks. When you're doing these reality checks, the point isn't to, like, do them to check. You, you don't jump... To, to check whether or not you're going to fall. You jump with the intention of flying. So there's a very subtle difference there. So oftentimes people can practice jumping as a reality check and they jump and they fall down within this physical reality because that's common, that's expected. And then they'll actually be in a dream and they'll almost be lucid and they'll jump and then they'll still fall down in a dream because their subconscious mind is expecting themselves to just jump and fall down. So the subtle difference is that every time that you jump within this physical reality, jump with the intention of flying. Jump with the idea of letting go. So sort of think about what that subtle difference is. So you're not just jumping to come up and down. Literally jump within the physical dimension as if you're letting go and you're going to feel and imagine yourself float up into the air. And then within a dream, because that's the way how it works, again, you know, we talked about how flying is literally more so a process of letting go instead of a process of trying to, like, 
project yourself. It's it's really just like letting go of the illusion of gravity. So that can be a way uh, how to do that. One of my friends um, who commonly had lucid dreams, uh, he had a thing where he would always look at his shoes. And within his waking life, he always had a pair of red Converse, but within his dreams, he would have a pair of green Converse. That was his reality check. So you can really get into your own reality check, and that's where you can get into the idea of totems. Um, a totem can be something where like, if you keep it in your pocket and you pull it out and then every time you do, ask yourself, am I dreaming? So asking yourself if you're dreaming during the waking days, during the waking moments of your life, allows you to bring that routine into your sleeping reality. So those are just some of the examples as to some of the things that you can do to be able to move into lucidity. The other main practical things that I'll just mention now and then we'll open this back up. Um, other things that are going to affect your dream recall in general is diet. If you're eating a big meal before going to sleep you're far less likely to remember your dreams or maybe that you will but they might just be really weird depending you know if you eat a bunch of sugar or something. Um, and the reason for that is because if you go to bed on a full stomach your energy are going to be uh, using that, uh, they're going to be focusing on your digestive muscles and opposed to allowing that subtle energy to sort of be aware within your like conscious mind that can sort of lead over into uh, more lucidity within the dreams. So avoid eating much before going to sleep. If you are, just have a light snack and try and do at least like half hour to an hour before you go to sleep so you're not digesting as you're just getting into sleep. Um, another thing is uh, cannabis use. Cannabis use will definitely affect dreams. Um, this is coming from personal experience and uh, I think a lot of people can sort of testify to this is that as soon as they stop smoking cannabis they notice that their dreams start coming back. This can be a very prominent way um, and, and it's a very interesting sort of dichotomy within this reality in terms of like everyone really you know a lot of people are just like wow you know cannabis is such a sacred plant for me it allows me to focus it allows me to get creative it's so awesome but I can't remember my dreams when I smoke it and it's this really peculiar toss-up so within there um, it's the opportunity to practice willpower you know it's kind of this idea where it's just like do you want to experience the high within the waking reality or do you want to sort of roll the dice and sort of see the potential of experiencing this incredibly dynamic dynamic visionary dream within your dream space that you won't even know unless you sort of have that make that choice so I mean dreams are very interested in that way because if you don't remember your dream you don't know what you missed but if, if you could almost be shown each morning if, if the universe could like say be like, be like oh by the way like this is what you dreamed of last night but you don't remember it it was pretty awesome but you don't remember it and then that would almost make us be like oh damn you know like I wish I could remember that so uh, removing cannabis from like your daily routine will affect your dream recall and again that's coming from personal experience like I haven't smoked cannabis in like quite a few weeks now and uh, definitely my dreams are like pretty I can remember them quite often um, within a regular routine uh, another thing uh, relative to dream uh, recall is going to be um, sexual energy cultivation of sexual energy definitely for the males also for the females um, I can more so just sort of talk and comment on my own experience as a male but 
yes, this does have to do with this, the seminal fluid. And if you look at any of like the ancient teachings and esoteric schools, they talk about like how this fluid is an incredibly potent source of um, spiritual energy, and it starts off in the root chakra down by the you know the groin, the testes. But if you do breathing practices, you can actually learn to sort of draw that energy literally up the spine as a fluid and into the cerebral cortex, which can actually sort of be like a lubricant for uh, spiritual experiences or even just like a conduit for spiritual energy, if you want to think about it that way. So um, refraining from like spilling your seed is one way to sort of bring more energy into the potential of your dreams. So you start to combine these things and you're more likely to be able to get more dynamic uh, dreams and everything. Um, Another quick tip in terms of dreaming is also um, having uh, like, I mean you can do the whole thing where if you like set an alarm at night and then you like wake up in the middle of the night, you can sort of like get up, wake up, get out of bed, stretch for a little bit and then like go back to sleep and or even meditate and go back to sleep. That could have sort of allow you to sort of go into the dream with a little bit more awareness um, and then you can sort of repeat this pattern. Literally, you know, you could like set an alarm for every half hour if you want to do that to your sleep pattern and to sort of like wake up, fall back to sleep and each time that you do you might be able to trigger um, more lucidity within your dream space. Another thing would be like naps during the day. Um, one routine that you can do if you have the privilege is to wake up at an early point in the morning, have a very light breakfast, say at 8 or 9 or, or 7 or 8, and then take a nap at around 11 or 12 after you've been active and everything like that. And part of the logic behind this, and this will be my last point for now, is that one of the ways how you can move into lucid dreaming potentially is um, as you're falling asleep, you're going to notice that when you're falling asleep, do it as if it's a meditation. And then as you're falling asleep, you'll notice um, the body will commonly uh, check whether or not you are awake by sending you something like an itch. So an itch. So you're literally you're falling asleep and then you'll notice that you have like an itch on your nose. If you scratch that itch, then that is your, your brain's way of telling your body that everything is still awake. But if you're consciously aware of that itch and you ignore it, then it it, it, it tricks, it literally tricks the body into thinking that the brain is asleep and then it begins to put the body into that sleep mode, but the brain stays awake and then that allows you to potentially move into uh, what is commonly referred to as waking-induced lucid dreaming, so also known as the wild method. So again, you know, if you're, if you're falling asleep as a meditation and you notice an itch, ignore the itch, notice that your body's going to fall asleep, and then keep your mind awake. So your body's going to fall asleep, your mind's going to stay awake, and that's kind of moving into the lucidity, is keeping that alertfulness within the mind. And within this, um, pay attention because you're going to notice certain sensations. You'll actually notice um, sort of like like a, you may feel like a, like a gravity drop within yourself lying down or you may feel something pulling up. You'll feel like sort of a shift in gravity. Um, this is literally, if you want to think about it, like literally the astral body transitioning. So again, we have our physical body but we have multiple astral bodies or energy bodies if you want to think about it that way and as we dream they sort of do their own thing while the physical body stays in the bed so as you're falling asleep with consciousness and you notice like a sensation of kind of like again like it feels like a shift in gravity 
it's okay. Like it may spook you at first, but sort of like observe that because that is actually you beginning to consciously like move into a dream space. Um, and then again, you know, like once you're in the dream space, uh, you know, in terms of what you do once you're lucid, like that's really up to you. Uh, totally just practice it, explore with it, uh, begin to familiarize yourself with it, have fun with it, and sort of make it your own journey, yet ultimately knowing that it's 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 there for more than just the trivial purposes and can be there as a way to tap into some very um, important information relative to the universe and relative to yourself and that's why dreams are important so um, if you guys have any I'm just going to say if anybody in the live chat and also for you guys if you guys have any questions please feel free to uh, leave them there as in the live chat or if you guys have any questions as well but uh, just opening the conversations uh, back up does that did that make sense to you guys as a presentation does that make sense and are there any questions No questions here. I was going to make a joke and say, um, <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you were like, so does anybody want to say anything? I'm like, so what are dreams again? <laughs> <laughs> An no. opportunity. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so no, okay, no questions on what I said, but do we have questions in general? Um, there's no questions in the live chat. Um, Safira, do you have a question? I can see you're in the live chat, presuming that you're still listening. Um, yeah. And if anybody else has any questions in the live chat. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, okay, well, let's just sort of continue to move the conversation going, and we'll aim to wrap up this broadcast, maybe even in as soon as, like, or we'll wrap up this class, even in as soon as the next uh, half hour, give or take. Um, but, yeah, um, Rosaline is here. Uh, did, Rose, did you want to say hello? And is, if there's anything else you want to say about dreams, by all means. Well, just, uh, just go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I sort of came in. You guys were already an hour into the talk, but um, I was going to say the the Carlos Castaneda uh, method of looking at your hands. I don't know if you guys talked about that. Um, already. But I've had one experience where um, I'd read the book um, saying that if you can manage to look at your hands in a dream, then you can become conscious of yourself rather than just having like a movie kind of view of everything. You can take that first step into shifting into the, your own body instead of doing Because sometimes people's dreams are so. Um, separate from, like, they don't actually feel a sense of character within the dream. I remember I've been through a lot of different stages in dreams, but, um, so yeah, it, it happened to me once where I, I'd read the book, and, um, I actually had a dream where I, I for a split second in the night, I looked down and saw my hands. I was wearing a silver watch with time on it, so it was pretty cool, like, and I remember, that was my first experience of lucid dreaming, um, because I, I became conscious of myself in the dream. Um, yeah, yeah. I suppose I've got a lot of things to say in dreams, but I went to heaps. Um, that's you're right. The looking at your hands thing. That's a good. That's a good method as well. 
And it's really interesting to even think about that, how um, how we have our hands there, because I, I think it just brings up the conversation of, uh, again, you know, we were talking about, like, shape-shifting and stuff. Technically, like, when we're in a dream, like, we're not we're not, like, actually in, like, this body with, like, limbs and legs and stuff like that. Again, it's just, like, our consciousness projecting something that may be familiar and comfortable and we can sort of use it as a vehicle. But understand that just because you can imagine your hands there doesn't mean that they, like, always have to be there, you know? Like, you can totally um, imagine yourself as, like, a single ball of light floating around and zipping around through space or something like that. You can imagine yourself as, like you know, some nebulous, like, tentacle monster or something like that. It can really get creative. And again, you know, even people who talk about having dreams where they shapeshift into to animals and stuff, um, that is very dynamic. I, I can't say I've had too, too many of those. And again, you know, everybody's sort of dream space is unique and different uh, relative to them. I know, Zoe, um, Zoe, you've had some experiences with shapeshifting in your dreams, have, have you, if that's something you want to talk about maybe as an example? If Zoe's there, maybe Zoe's not there. Um, has anybody else had any experience with shape shifting in their dreams? No, but um, you know, I I could mention Raven because I felt intuitively that I was going to do this at some point, and if I was going to be an animal in my dreams and shape shift, that would be definitely the one. Um, um, ma uh, Raven medicine is about like sending messages through. Um, it's a courier of like prayers and ceremonies. So it says Raven is a messenger that carries all energy flows of ceremonial magic between the ceremony itself and the intended destination. And I feel like that correlates completely to a dream. And, and when we're talking about intention and and traveling, and just so if anybody wants to work with an animal that will take them from um, or even in a deeper way, if you want to think of an intention that you have that you want it to be carried somewhere else, like use bird totems, like use that medicine in order to allow yourself to transmit um, either through the eyes of a bird, which I've seen in vision that I've been like, like 80% very close to that, but I haven't like fully, I, I have actually tasted it a little bit, I, I can say, through meditation and stuff, so yes, I have seen that um, shape-shifting. It's interesting, when I was very young and I did it for the first time, it's interesting, you you do, you like, it's like you wear the body of a bird, and it's like you're wearing the astral body of the bird, and you, yeah, it's so funny, I forgot that this even happened, and you do become like this like narrow, um, beautiful, like, you're longer, like, your nose is, like, not where you end, like, you don't end anymore where you end, you are wearing, like, an invisible cloak of, of the totem animal, and mine was a raven, actually. That's amazing, this is so cool that it's, like, jarring my, my metaphysical memory um, of, like, what is possible in the astral body. So, um, and what's cool is your eyes see differently, like, you you start perceiving things in a different, like, kind of further back, like, more astute in a way, because you have bird vision instead of your own. So that's what I will share about Raven Medicine Totem magic. Such good, powerful magic is Raven. <laughs> yeah. Um.
it's interesting to think about how animals uh, incorporate dreams into into their reality because animals obviously do dream, and that's one of the things that you know I'm fascinated by is that do animals dream of themselves as animals, or do animals you know does does a cat as a soul like this is an idea as a soul say does a soul intentionally incarnate into a cat with the intention of sleeping like all day long so that it could spend like so much of its time in the astral as like a more <laughs> embodied physical human that's not just a cat you know it's actually like this ascended master that's just like oh now I don't have to pay taxes and stuff I can just sleep all day and lucid dream <laughs> Okay, you so my cat, my cat is an ascended master for sure. Yeah. Like other people have come over and been like, "Don't say yeah." Like you, you'll meet him through the virtual. No, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> no, but people have like looked at him and be like, "He's like a Buddha. He's like an old Chinese man." And I'm like, "I know." Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the but the but like so besides that, like core truth of reality, the witch in me and like the part of me who's got like pagan ancestral roots of of soul. Etc. Um, knows that we take familiars, we take these energies to kind of like anchor our energy. You, uh, do you have a pet skull? Have you ever had like a? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I got two dogs. Dog, so. I knew it right away. I was like, dog. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Different um, energy. So yeah, like I feel like I feel like my cat has been my cat before. Like actually, that was like a legit thought that I had like a few days ago. Um, but I mean that might sound crazy to other people, but it's I don't even care. <laughs> it, it feels like it feels like because that anch that anchor it anchors like our pets like anchor our energy, and I feel like that 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 we can reincarnate and have pets in in reincarnation. And yeah, they probably do think of taxes. Like I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say though, uh, and you know, just anybody else, please feel free to to continue to jump into the conversation as well. Um, and let me just check the live chat. Uh, if Safira, well, I'll just say Safira was actually talking about if we have a shared um, dream journal log. A reminder for you know everybody who's already signed up for the website and those who may not be, and those who are maybe even new to the community in general. Um, the whole main paradigmshiftcentral.com website right now actually is like a collective log of our story and we have the quest journals and the quest journals are a digital journaling device and we use them to journal our own physical journeys, our own reflections but also memes. So they're there as a chance for us to use as a dream log. And so um, if anybody wants, you know, if, if that's something that you would feel would help you, then please use that. Use the idea that collectively we're all going to be adding in our dream logs to the digital aspects of the website. And then together we can sort of view them on the timeline and uh, like feature on the website. And we'll literally be able to see our collective dreams. And, and with the dreams, that is something. You know, if the interest is there, I would love to be able to explore more with you guys to be able to create like a little sub a little sub-community within Paradigm Shift that is like people who are specifically interested in uh, like shared group astral projection experiences and shared lucid dreaming experiences and just to be able to set those intentions. Um, one of the things, uh, okay, I was going to talk about how wolves dream. Um, I'll do that in a second, but I will say, um, and Safira, if you just want to... Okay, so Safira is listening, so I think she, she heard us there. So yeah, so Safira, if you haven't signed up for the website, you do that. And you know, anybody else, sign up at paradigmcentral.com, go to about, begin new journey, and then you can do that. Um, what I was going to say, though, is that 
uh, one of the one of the things that uh, within the paradigm shift community within the Paradigm Shift project that um, I'm still just sort of like waiting for the right time to sort of fully activate is uh, other ways that we can use Paradigm Shift Sigil. So the Sigil is that uh, that design that you see all over the website. It kind of looks like a like a beacon or a star or a compass, whatever you want to think of it as. That is actually designed with the intention of being a portal for us to actually use within the dream space. So the idea is, is that you can actually meditate on that within your waking reality, and that will be one thing. But then to imagine that within your dream space will actually be in for us to be able to find each other within the dreams. So like simply go to sleep with that vision in mind and look for it within your dreams and that will be a beacon for us to find each other. And I'll say this, you know, like simple idea for anybody listening to this, if you want to find me within the dreams, meet me on the tree. I'll just say that, you know, look for me under the tree and that's where you'll find me and there will probably be like a look for the paradigm shift sigil like floating above the tree so we can literally set that intention now and again you know within dreams it's a very interesting thing because again um, it, it's very hard sometimes to distinguish like is this actually the intelligence of another person or is this just my projection of them everything is a reflection of our internal cells within the dreams and so like sometimes you'll have conversations with people where it's like their essence but it may not actually be them but it's still hollow holographically the information that is them. Um, so one way or another, if we do have a dream uh, with each other, feel free to message me, let me know. I know lots of people within the Paradigm Shift community have had dreams where I've showed up in them. And the interesting things are when I'll hear somebody else talk about something I've done in their dream that sort of shows me uh, another aspect of myself. Um, for example, one, one of my friends had a dream where they talked about how um, I was actually leading an ayahuasca ceremony and I was just like oh that's really interesting you know like that that's like a very that's like nothing really to joke about either so I was just like wow you know like I sort of I, that meant a lot for me to hear that um, and, you know I haven't done ayahuasca yet uh, in the in the tea sense but uh, um, and that's one thing that we haven't even touched on this uh, so far it's like the whole idea of like DMT being released when we dream and, and um, simple answer to that is you know again that's sort of like this bridge between worlds uh, it's like the bridge the rainbow bridge between uh, you know the physical dimension sort of like the opening up to the spiritual awareness spiritual just meaning you know the sight beyond sight kind of thing seeing what's hidden in plain sight um, yet yeah, sometimes hidden within the illusion so um, what I was going to say though uh, in addition to just simply saying um, you know like the the beacon the paradigm shift sigil use that I encourage you guys to meditate on that um, literally within this main link for where you listen to the episode on the main website you'll see I put together this really awesome graphic that graphic is more than just a pretty thing that's actually meant for us to be able to look at and to sort of like be activated through as well so um, I will just say uh, Zoe just messaged me outside the chat she just had to leave and uh, she says thank you so much to everyone and um, she does have one question uh, so I'll just see if I can get her. She's just typing in the chat. So I'm just going to respond to her question as well. But yeah, just, you know, for anybody who wants to explore a little bit more about what this Paradigm Shift Central project is about and, you know, they resonate with it and they see it as, like, literally uh, yeah, this, like, it, it shared, uh, you know, it's like a, it's literally like a 
it's kind of like a spaceship, uh, if you want to call it that, um, back home, if you want to call it that, and uh, and this uh, the sigil is kind of like a, a key part of it. So you can you can meditate on the sigil and, and you know let it speak to you, and, and you'll notice that within the middle of it, things will appear. Um, eleven eleven as we pass through the Stargate on that. So <laughs> bonus points. Um, okay, I'm just kind of seeing if Zoe's question is going to come in. Um, she says, when I thought about it, the main thing for me was that waking reality had a sense of continuity, as in past, present, and future. Um, she's still typing, so I, I can't read what she's getting to right away. But, but yeah, um, obviously she's sort of hitting upon the idea that within dreams, time doesn't exist in the same. You know, that's an amazing thing within dreams is when you can have a dream uh, that's like a half hour of waking life, yet it feels so long within the dream. That's a very interesting thing. And again, just sort of for those who are conscious of it, uh, sort of points us towards the idea that there's more to this reality than meets the eye uh, rather than just like what we sort of commonly experience as, as a mainstream base, base reality. Um, yeah, I'm just going to let her continue to type that out. What I, what I will say um, is how wolves dream. Wolves, this, this is um, something that I find incredibly fascinating and something that I resonate with as the wolf. Um, I read this in a book, so I mean, like, obviously, you know, it's just like, how did somebody get this information? How does it even work? Um, you know, call it intuitive, call it, you know, just like divine information or whatever. The way how wolves dream is wolves are commonly known for traveling in packs and, you know, they, they follow the hunt. They follow the food. Like, that is, like, what they will do. That is how they survive. They will do that. And through the winter, that can be a very challenging thing to do. So what wolves will actually actually do use their dreams to project themselves over the landscape and find the hunt and find the food and then they'll actually know where to go within their waking state so think about that for a second you know as a practical tool um, how dreams can actually be used and this is sort of getting into the idea of like astral projection uh, which we haven't fully gotten into yet but it's not totally different from lucid dreaming um, some people can sort of get confused as to like what the difference is between the two, and I'll, I'll try and explain that in a bit. But uh, yeah, so again, wolves. I, I think I love that idea though. Like wolves actually use their dreams to like see not just into the future, but like into the present, and to like see and travel outside of their physical body. So you know, instead of being like. Like, hey, I wonder if there's deer, like, on the other side of that mountain. They don't have to be like, oh, let's run around the other side of the mountain. They can be like, okay, like, let's take a nap, a.k.a., like, meditate. And then they'll, like, send their spirit up over the mountain. And then they'll be able to see, like, where the hunt is, where the deer are, or the animal, or something like that. And then they come back, and then they know where to go. And they, and they use that knowledge. So, um, you know, for me, as, like, a resonator of the wolf, as, like, a... a a reflector of that energy. Um, I, I really sort of, that's why I resonate with dreams so much. I really value them as this potential for us to uh, gain more knowledge, gain more information, and also to gain foresight. You know, dreams can really do that. They can sort of, they show up within the dreams so that we have more potential to make conscious choices and to make uh, you know choices not just for ourselves but for others as well. So Zoe's comment um, as it is right here, she says, um, uh, and for me, there was a sense of heaviness or strain as I seemed pulled between past and future in waking reality, but not as much as I would like in the present. Well, 
whereas while lucid dreaming, there is a sense of being purely in the present, a lightness, a peace, which comes from, in a sense, the the dissolution of past and future. Um, so yeah, that's a very interesting idea. Is that like it, within dreams, it's not so much that like you know, um, like oh, we can travel into the future, we can travel into the past. It's the fact that the past and the future don't even exist and all there is is a present moment and everything's sort of like there and accessible and, 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 and it's like this idea that like you know everything's like revolving around you you can almost think of it as like you are stationary the entire time and everything is like transforming around you and you're shifting through dimensions all the time and this is actually parallel within um, people who have had like uh, very visceral DMT experiences where they've actually like jumped through dimensions and saw themselves in like past lives and stuff um, and then they would like shift back and be in the present life they would stay in the same spot but the reality around them would shift that to me sort of points to this idea sorry Michelle I know you have a point I'm just gonna Zoe's still typing she says my point is that by accessing this experience I now have an idea of what to aim for in waking life what is actually possible to feel and to into the peace that is available so yeah lucidity can give us that sense of peace um, that's a great idea is that when you become lucid in a dream try meditating that is like you know because you know we talked about the idea of dreaming within a dream what happens when you meditate within a dream and, and even when you guys think about our global meditations we played around with that and that's exactly what I was pointing to with the global meditations when we did meditations within meditations and her last comment presumably his last comment and said and I wouldn't have necessarily known that felt that without the lucid dream experience so yeah Zoe's basically saying is that through her ability to um, be aware of her lucid dream experience it's brought her more of an understanding of the peace and the present that is available within this present moment of this waking life so yeah I totally hear what she's saying. Um, Michelle, I, you got your microphone open. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, man. Um, well, I wanted to share something, but I want to talk about what she just said. So remember how I said the other thing about spirit and, like, there was, a, like, there, it, you, what I just heard from what she shared was that it's a change of perspective. So you're in the present and you're creating and everything is, like, you're the center of the solar system, like you said, or you're in time that is longer and I don't know can I transmit this vibrationally because we are when I dream and I you've mentioned like having those dreams where you feel like they go on forever like I have a constant some when the busiest nights where it's like wow that was intense like that was like years of like hanging out with somebody or or just like it just goes on forever and ever and ever. And you, you and I hung out in a dream um, after. Do you ever hang out with people where you're? Yes. <laughs> you're like, yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, where where you're like, it's like you're hanging out with them now, and then like you keep going. It's like you just continue. You just meet each other afterwards um, in the astral. You're just like, like the night will go on forever. Like that's a common thing for me. Like if I'm being social or I'm around group energy, it's like all of a sudden like the party continues in the astral, <laughs> and like all of us are still like hanging out. It's, it's amazing. But I don't. I find I don't get a lot of um, rest in that way because it's like you're constantly because you're you're. It's like you're alive, but you're you know what I mean. Like you're more alive. Um, so so yeah so. Just to wrap up that thought is the change of perspective is like interesting because it's a way to live your life. Like a change of perspective, like you're in time versus like you're you're just not. Like you're Eckhart Tolle and you're just like it just now only is now, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I have something to share about wolf medicine. Um, cool. That will, that will trip you out. Okay. Oh, I love getting tripped out. Go for it. Okay. So you're not familiar with the medicine deck, no? So the wolf is the teacher. And I just want to tell you that, like, I'm always friends with guys with wolf totems. Like, that's, like, been a common thread in my life. Wolf is the teacher. Check this out. I don't... I love this freaking book because I see things in it, like, consistently that I've never... That mm. they plug into... You know, you know what I'm saying. All right. Cool. In the great star nation, Wolf is represented by the dog star Sirius, which legend, come here, which legend tells us was the original home of our shaman, shaman ceremonial leader, friend of mine, that's beautiful. Sirius was thought to be the home of the gods by the ancient Egyptians and is still considered so by the Dogon tribe in Africa. It stands to reason that Native American people would formulate the same connection and adopt the wolf people as the clan of teachers. The senses of wolf are very keen, and the moon is its power ally. The moon is a symbol for psychic energy or the unconscious that holds the secrets of knowledge and wisdom. Baying at the moon may be an indication of the wolf's desire to connect with new ideas which are just below the surface of consciousness. Wolf medicine empowers the teacher within us all to come forth and aid the children of the earth in understanding the great mystery of life. If you have drawn the wolf card, you may be able to share your personal medicine with others. Your intuitive side may also have an answer or teaching for your personal use at this time. As you feel wolf coming alive within you, you may wish to share your knowledge by writing or lecturing on information that will help others better stand their uniqueness or path in life. It is in the sharing of great truths that the consciousness of humanity will attain new heights. So I'm going to stop there. Um, and I'm going to say wolf teacher, pathfinder, moon dog of my soul, howling, singing, teaching how to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, no, it's always, um, it's, it's reaffirming to hear stuff like that because it's just like, hey, that sounds like stuff I'm doing or something like that. All of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, you know, when it comes to animal totems and everything, like, you can literally, you don't have to just say, like, I'm a bird, I'm a cat, I'm a wolf. You know, you can just be like, I am, like, an omnipresent creature that is learning from all of the essences of these spirit animals. You, you know, I am learning from the teachings of the wolf. I am learning from the teachings of the raven, from the teachings of the snake, right? So, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> At different times. That's awesome. That teach us, you know. That's awesome. And that reminds me, I, I, I do want to do um, a draw from the tarot deck that, that I actually got here as well, and we'll sort of wrap up the show with that, uh, the classes with that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's really cool to hear that. Um, and you know what? It's really, it's really interesting um, when you think back on, like, dreams that you might have had when you were younger, and, and usually all of us kind of have maybe just a handful of dreams, even maybe just one dream from when we were younger that just sort of stuck stuck with us, you know? And and for me, to be honest, like, the first dream that I can remember from way back when I was younger had wolves in it, and I honestly, like, didn't put it together until, you know, maybe, like, three or four years ago once everything started 
you know, connecting the dots and stuff. But but it was weird. I just always had this dream, and um, the long story short of it was like it was like in sort of um not like the wild west, but it was kind of like in the desert, and there was like a house that we were in, and there was like a family, and uh, there was like we were in the basement, and then there was like a window in the basement that was like kind of leveled and then I was like looking through the window and on the other side of the window were these wolves so like I wasn't able to like touch them but I could see them and like part of me was scared but like part of me was just like fascinated so I was just like looking through this window and I was just like seeing these wolves like walking around the house I'm just like whoa you know like what are they doing out there because I was still like a child mentality and everything so it was just really interesting to think that like Again, you know, it uses the language of, and this is something we really didn't explicitly get into within dreams, but again, the universe communicates to itself through the language of symbols, and that's literally how dreams work. And we see that within our waking state, within, you know, synchronicities, numbers, 11-11, and things like that, or even just animal totems showing up within our waking life. You know, everything is sort of uh, a portal to something when you see a wolf, it doesn't just mean a wolf. It means all of the information associated with the wolf. When you see, you know, like, when you see, like, you know, people talk about the, this is a common idea within dreams when they say, like, people get those dreams where they talk about, like, teeth falling out. That's actually, like, a pretty yeah. common thing, and that's, like, a, a really weird thing to think about. It's just like, oh, you know, like, what does that mean? Um, a simple with that is actually actually this uh, <laughs> is this idea of like you have something to say and you aren't saying it um, that's actually what what I've heard and something that resonates with me so um, you know if, oh and as she like answers her phone or something like that that's kind of okay because I had a vision, <laughs> honey, because I had a vision that I needed to talk to her I like two days ago and you know how that works so I could have like I know I was yeah. So anyway, whatever. But I was like, oh, I, that's, I knew that was going to okay. happen. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, again, you know, the, the universe goes through the language of symbols. And, and again, if you can interpret the symbols, you can, you can totally do that. And sometimes there's like deep coding within the symbols that may not actually reveal themselves to you later on. You know, it's just like, well, I saw like a blue like winged griffin what the heck does that mean? And then you start doing some like esoteric research and you're just like, whoa, like that's actually a thing. Like that's actually like, you know, one of the gatekeepers of like the deeper dreams states or something like within a dream you like see like a pyramid with energy coming out of it or something like that, right? Like these are sort of ancient archetypal patterns that actually are sort of language of the, um, where the universe has sort of like, it, it gravitated ideas and energy around certain points, um, certain characters, certain containers, if you want to think about it that way. And that's where this like primitive original language of the universe exists within, and it exists through symbols. Um, and that's where like within our dreams, that's why we, that's why it uses symbols. Because even if our conscious mind is sort of just like, I don't know what that meant, our, our, our soul is still receiving it because there is like a transmission and an energy that is being sent out with everything that we experience within our dreams. So I mean, even think about that. Like sometimes you'll go through a dream and just be like, I have no idea what the heck that just meant. You can still sort of be like, but my soul received what it was supposed to receive. So, you know, every time we go to sleep, it's like the universe sort of like sending us an email or giving us a phone call or showing us a video to see. Um, and then, like, again, like, our conscious state may not fully get it. Maybe even not right then. Maybe down the road we will. But it's okay. Acknowledge how it made you feel and just sort of acknowledge that, like, that's what you were meant to receive at the time. 
Um, Michelle, you look like you had something to say. Or? So you mentioned a griffin, and I wanted to say that that yeah. tool came to me recently, and so, which is very sacred. Oh, yeah. That I'm sharing, but the what it, the truth that I can share in this school for this moment is that when you get symbols and you look them up, you break them down just like you would vocabulary terms. So mm. the griffin is a common yeah. of the lion, right, and the eagle. Now, there's two things that I read about that. Now, those are symbols of strength and integrity, and but they also were saying it's the king of the earth and the king of the sky. Um, they're mm -hmm. also both solar. So, like, if you take those um, symbols, if you take the essence of all of those pieces, you can get the message behind the metaphor of, like, oh, why am I showing you this? Courage, you know, the lion itself, you know, and integrity. Um, with the e with, for me, the eagle means integrity. The, the eagles are very sacred, you know, so it's the sacred... Um, and they're also masculine too, so it's like a sacred masculine mm. integrity uh, symbol. So it's so anyway. So my point of just mentioning that was just to allow yourself to um, dissect it and then take the little hits and then string them together and then like make a sentence of what that symbol means to you, and then you get you understand it better. Mm -hmm. so I just want to share that practice. Yeah. Yeah, it's very exciting to, to sort of, again, begin exploring dreams. You can really approach it as a hobby and you can begin investigating your dreams. And another thing with why you want to write down dreams is that you begin to notice your own language within dreams, um, your own symbols. You know, water, the reason you see water in a dream might be different for the reason somebody else sees water. But if you keep seeing water over and over again, that could actually be a trigger for lucidity. So write it down, you know, and that's where it, as you write down your dreams, you can sort of go back and depending on how well you've written them, you can actually observe and say like, be like, wow, you know, like there's a recurring pattern here and you can actually begin to like create your own cipher, um, your own decoder for your dreams that can become a very valuable thing that allows you to sort of become our embodied and conscious uh, student uh, a more active student between yourself and the bigger self, um, and more embodied cosmic citizen, if you want to think about it that way. Um, so again, you know, like it, it's sort of moving towards the summary of, of uh, the conclusion. Why why are dreams important? Uh, for me, the very simple answer is that dreams are sort of a, a stepping stone towards becoming um, towards remembrance, but towards remembrance of our own divine nature and our potential within this reality. And again, you know, it's that simple idea that like I sort of talked about this before, but I I have this sort of understanding that this physical reality is something that came later on, if we're putting things in a linear sense, from the dream space. So everything began like as the dream space, the astral space, and then over quote unquote time crystallized into this physical dimension. It's almost you you can think about that way. Everything used to exist in the dream space and the universe existed at this for infinite eons and then eventually it was just like, you know, like, let's make things more interesting and you hear Alan Watts talking about this like, let's create a scenario where we can go into a dream and we, like, don't just wake up out of it right away but in fact we stay in it and then we forget that we're dreaming and then we go through this process of remembering but again, you know, within this physical dimension we have this incredibly unique privilege and opportunity that other 
other entities within the multiple dimensions of the spiritual plane are actually quite envious of. And when you can sort of align with that idea, you sort of realize what it is that we're playing with here and, and, and just gives you like more of um, more gratitude for this present moment. The gratitude to be able to fall in love. The gratitude to be able to like share experiences with those who you care about. To be able to like see them grow and to be able to see them die. Um, as sad as that is, like you know, like death is like the great return, and that's where like death is like this very, uh, you know, it, it's a very essential part of the journey, uh, especially when you can notice it that way instead of being like, oh, you know, like oh, I'm sad that that person left. It's just like wow, you know, like that that soul did it. It went through another incarnation as it had like intended to, and like thumbs up to them. And now they'll go back, and at their own choice, they'll choose like when to come back again. And then you know you can get into the idea of reincarnation and everything. Um, and also the idea, you know, just putting this out there, one of the big kickers for me is that you know a big part of why we're trying to shift consciousness is that theoretically we can actually create uh, the base, the foundation for a future that we can actually reincarnate back into, um, which I think is like a very fascinating idea. You know, like what happens if we do that within, you know, the next lifetime where like we'll reincarnate and we'll just be like, wow, you know, like you can actually look back and see what you did um, and, and you'll know that that was you. Uh, as crazy as that sounds, but, you know, it's just... Uh, one of the infinitabilities that exists um, from my understanding, but again, think for yourself you know, everything I've said, just think for yourself uh, this is just information and ultimately I'm, I'm reminding you that like, you are your own teacher you are your own student, so if it makes sense, go with it otherwise just, you know, keep asking questions Michelle? Remember you look like you got remember that Simpsons episode <laughs> where like Simpsons, uh, yes bring it back to Simpsons yeah I know right where like didn't he like go back in time and like he was gonna like kill his own grandfather <laughs> like, that's, that's what that just reminded me of or like it might have been the same episode that's with the donuts you know what's that yeah, yeah, no, it was with the the reality where there were no donuts when he stepped on the mosquito and then like kept on going through time and. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was the same yeah. one. That's so funny that yeah. it. It's like the only one I've seen. <laughs> but anyway, um, pull a card. Pull a card. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do that. Um, does any? Well, let me just let's just wrap up the full topic on dreams. Does anybody else um, have anything that they want to just add into this? Even if there's any other questions, and I'll just say within the live chat, if there are any other questions, now would be a time to do it. And you know what? Like we don't literally have to answer everything now. Um, we will be able to return to the topic of dreams with a future class of Destiny School, um, and we can narrow it in towards uh, some more specific stuff. As well, Sophia is in the well, live chat. If Sophia had, sorry, okay, Kristen, yes, go ahead. Uh, uh, I had a question. Um, has anyone like been able to see themselves exactly like what they look like today in your dream? Like outside of your body? Oh no, just like it's just in a mirror, like it's just in a, a lucid dream or something. Just looking at yourself in a mirror and seeing exactly what you look like today. Has anyone had that experience? Did is there something that you did you want to share like a personal experience of that or like was there are you alluding to something? Well, it's just a question, but no, because um, I've had that experience where I've actually within a dream um, of what I look like, but also I guess I look like 
something else too but mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. was very uh angelic looking right yeah and um sorry um really means or portrays but yeah go ahead so you're you're just chopping up there. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, just adding on to that, uh, you're right. Like oftentimes oh. when we see ourselves in our dreams in mirrors, and it's really weird to think about how mirrors exist in the first place, let alone in dreams. Those things trip me out. I will say, um, <laughs> but uh, oftentimes when we see ourselves in dreams, you're yeah. right. Like it, it's like a slightly different version of ourselves. Um, maybe it's like a version of herself that like I know for myself I've seen a version of myself that had like long hair and a beard in my dream but I knew it was me um, <laughs> another version another version of a dream I had where I like I, I like saw I like saw a, a girl and I looked at her and I like knew it was me um, but it wasn't me but it was me and I was just like oh you know that's interesting um, yeah yeah it's oftentimes like if you can see yourself in a dream, it's quite common that you will look slightly different from what you normally do and stuff. Yeah. Our astral, we have, like, I have showed up in other people's dreams similarly, and that reminds me of just the topic of having an astral identity. Like, our astral right. selves, our astral identities are like our video game characters that we dress mm -hmm. up, like those astral skeletons. Avatars. What's that? Avatars. Avatars, yeah. Avatars. But, it, but I think it's more closely like our, so there's that aspect of it, right, the avatar aspect of it, but then there's also like our higher self and like what that actually looks mm -hmm. like, you know? Yeah. 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 And then it's interesting. Well, like you said angelic. Because then when you sort of get into... Sorry. <laughs> angelic, yeah. And it, oh, I was just like, um, that's why I love the whole transformational festival culture because what you see is actually people sort of bringing that vision of themselves into the physical. Um, and, and that's why, you know, it's, just, uh, it's, it's all about this expression of the authentic self. And, and if you think about, you know, like, what is your authentic self? Like, imagine how you would create yourself within your dream or something like that or how maybe you've seen yourself within your dreams. Yeah, and oftentimes it's like magical with like fairy stuff and like elf stuff and everything. So right, like stuff. I had elf ears when we met. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I totally got elf ears in this one too. So. <laughs> no, that was coming um, gnomes. Yeah, yeah, you totally have it. You're down with the gnomes. I'm down with gnome gnome dance. <laughs> Going back to 3DL. Um, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything specific just to mention um, relative to dreams before we sort of wrap this up. Um, you know, again, just going back to the practical tips, write down your dreams, practice meditation, do your reality checks, get creative with your reality checks, be aware of what you're eating before you go to sleep, pay attention to cannabis use, pay attention to sexual energy for males and females, and uh, for intention, you can also sort of, um, uh, you know, intentional modifications of your sleep pattern can make a difference as well if you have that leisure. And also, again, you know, yeah, like what I just said, intention projecting intention before you go to sleep literally write down in your dreams like I will become lucid or you know I will remember my dreams writing things down in your journal makes a difference that's literally like this weird hack within reality where it programs things a little bit differently opposed to just thinking it um, and then uh, yeah you know like again once you sort of become lucid um, a lot of it is really just being able to explore within your own ways yet also be aware that 
how much your thoughts are creating. And again, it's 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 being able to let go. It's being able to let go of preconceived notions that prevent you from doing things in the first place. Um, so, I, like I had an experience where I was losing dreaming and, and again you know like um, I even talked about this in a video where like one thing that you can almost do is like imagine yourself um, being like pulled towards something instead of just trying to like push off the ground so you can sort of like imagine yourself being pulled into the gravitational field of an object that you lock into another cool thing that you can do within dreams that I've done before is that oftentimes I will f I will have a camera in my dreams this is a very common thing within my reality where like I, literally, like I've had so many dreams where I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, thank God I have a camera right now because that moon is so green and purple, and I'm just like, this is so beautiful. This is gonna make the best footage, and then I just like wake up and I'm just like, what? But like one day the technology will be there where we'll actually be able to like literally record um, what we see within dreams, which I think will be so fascinating. <laughs> um, but uh, what I what I was gonna say is that one thing that I've done within a dream is that um, I was holding my camera and there's a the viewfinder example to just be aware of what you can do within dreams. So within my viewfinder, I zoomed in on a on like a, a, a landscape in the distance. Say there's a tree. So I'm like a, you know like 500 meters away from this tree, and then I zoom in on the tree, and then I'm looking in my viewfinder, and then I like step through my viewfinder, and then I'm where the viewfinder was, and then like I'm not 500 meters away anymore. Like I'm actually. So you can actually get very creative with how dreams work. Um, they actually do work a lot with like wormholes and portals. So you can create wormholes and portals um, within dreams. Like if you see something that you could like go into um, as like a hole like it could even be like a sink or something or you know like it, it could be something really trivial it could be something that's just like um, uh, well look at Alice in Wonderland you know like there's like that hole in the, in the tree and, she, and you sort of like you go into these portals but then what comes out on the other side isn't always like what is like physically expected so you into it and you use it as a jump point uh, to get from like point a to point B, and where point B is is either um, you know a void in terms of like randomness, in terms of like, you can intentionally decide for yourself, um, you know, and, th and that's like within dream, like you could literally just be like be like, oh okay, like time to teleport, and then you like pull out like a like a circle that's like a black circle, and you throw it on the ground, and then you jump into that hole, and then you like pop out on the other side with the intention. So it's very intention oriented in that sense. Um, Michelle, you unmuted yourself. Bugs Bunny logic, Roger Rabbit. Yes, yes, exactly. So things that we've seen in other places as well. Um, yeah, stuff that pops up in po pop popular culture is quite uh, quite there's common. There's always a reason for it. It's like that's why mm -hmm. it's there is like because you can actually yep. on the astral for sure. Yeah. Um, if anybody's seen the movie Enter the Void, they actually do a lot of that. Um, Tibetan Book of the Dead actually will talk about that. Um, how like again, you sort of go through like these portals and, and everything um, spirals. Let's do a Destiny School on the Tibetan Book of the Dead. I've never read it, read it, read it, but that would mm -hmm. be freaking. Amazing. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, we can do that. We'll have Destiny School classes um, relative to like specific books, um, esoteric teachings. I mean, oh, excited! And you know, it's a great place to start. Um, and I think there's a good reason to start there, and uh, you know, there's infinite amount of ways to go. Um, I just feel like there may be just um, okay. I'll just um, yeah. There's a lot that you can do within dreams. Um, it, it's fun to do like the crazy stuff. Um, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you it. It's kind of 
trivial for me to even say this, but like just as like a, an example, like earlier in my dream today, I had a dream that I took a shower with Angelina Jolie. Those are the type of things that can happen in a dream. So I know, right? And, and I'm sharing that because I want you guys to be able to experience that too. And it's just like, wow, you know, like that'd be super fun to just like do that. No, it totally was, right? Um, yeah, so that's like one of the things that can happen within dreams. Um, and then, yeah, within that same dream earlier today, I, I'm, I'm almost trying to like recall it as I'm thinking about it, but there was like this whole other part where there was a bunch of us in like an office building and we were talking about wings and we were talking about who was going to get wings and then we were just like, we were just like, wait, like why do we have to choose? Why doesn't everyone just get wings? And then it was this idea and we were just like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. Everyone gets wings. So I thought, so looking back on that now, I'm just like, hmm, you know, symbolically, what is that actually talking about there? Um, another dream that I had that I can recall that, was, that I feel was very symbolic uh, within my own personal journey that I'll give you as an example of things that you can sort of, you know, ex not expect, but sort of anticipate and, and sort of be aware of as potential possibilities within dreams. I had a dream once, and, and again, I wasn't lucid. And again, you don't always have to be lucid for a dream to be meaningful. Sometimes the most meaningful dreams are the ones when you are not lucid, which is why you won't always be lucid. Sometimes the universe sort of like, there's like a gatekeeper. Um, Morpheus is actually the character who is known as the gatekeeper. You can actually evoke him within a dream and he'll sort of like check in with you to see whether or not you're ready to go like beyond a certain threshold. Um, but that's kind of another thing. So um, what actually happened within the dream um, was... Uh, there was, okay, this this was actually before December 21st, 2012, um, and I talked about this way back on one of the old Paradigm Shift radios, but it's still super vivid, and I still feel it's very important because I feel it's a dream that was actually about a lot of us. It wasn't, it was more than just my dream. In the dream, there was a bunch of us, in the dream, for, my, for myself, there was a bunch of us, and we were like, we were floating up like balloons, but each one of us had like a rope around our ankle that was tethered to the ground. So instead of just floating up to the sky, we were tethered and we were stuck there. And then like I was sort of like just like I was floating, but again, you know, this rope's around my ankle. I wasn't going any higher, but if I undid the rope, I would fly right up. And then and I'm looking around and see like hundreds of other people and they're in the exact same situation and then I start seeing a few of them and, and, then, and then a few of them start letting go and they start going up and then another one goes up and another one goes up. You know, they float up just like a balloon. And I'm looking around and I'm just like, huh, okay. You know, like everybody's, like a lot of people are choosing to go. Like that's interesting. And then again, you know, like before I even get to the end of it, it's just like, is this like a symbolic idea for like ascension or something like that? Theoretically, like you can think about it that way. So what I actually did, again, within the choice within my dream, which for me was quite meaningful, was that uh, what I did doing this, and I was just like, you know what, like, I'm going to choose to go back down. So I actually, like, grabbed onto the rope, and I pulled myself down to the ground, and I, like, resituated myself with my feet on the ground. And I was just like, um, and I was, my thought process was just like, like, it's not time to leave yet. Like, there's still work to be done. Like, let's not float away just yet, you know? And then, so for me to, like, wake up from that dream, I was just like, yeah, okay, like that That for me was, again, you know, it's like my soul talking to myself to say, like, it's showing me that, be like, be like, yes, this is why you're here. Yes, this is a reflection of, like, who you chose to be, of your destiny, of, if you want to think about it that way. Um, and then I'll give you uh, another example of a dream I had, but Michelle, was there something you want to say there? Well, that's a commitment dream. Commitment, and yeah. 
yeah, and so that was like a you talking to you, being like, okay, I'm yes. on my path. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Again, right? It's 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 the dreams are us showing us ourselves, and sometimes it's cool things, sometimes it's less cool things, but ultimately it's still important for us to be able to learn and to make choices as to who we want to be, because when we see who we are. Are, that gives us a choice to be like, it can be like, be like, oh, by the way, like you're a hero, you know. And I'm not just saying this about me; I'm just saying this about everyone. And then we can wake up from that and be like, I'm a hero, like hell yeah, like I'm inspired, I'm motivated. So it can be like, you're a villain, and then you'll wake up and be like, no, I'm not the villain. Like I, 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 I see that path. I see that within myself. I recognize it. I honor it. I send it love, but I choose something else, you know? So, like, that can be a very powerful thing, too. So Because we'll do that. We'll see the hero and the villain within us, within our dreams. Um, and it's important when we see the villain because sometimes, you know, uh, if we, like, hide that from ourselves, it can show up in weird ways. So when it shows up in our dream, it's actually, like, a safe way of it to occur. Um and then I'll just say another example of a dream, uh, just to give you guys a little bit, you know, develop a relationship between like ourselves as community, and, and for you guys to sort of get more uh, um, on board uh, with sort of like what is that we're doing here with this global project to help shift consciousness, uh, and you know, like the team behind it, the team idea behind it. There was one dream that I had where it was really super symbolic and again sometimes dreams are super literal and barely involve any decoding at all um, and in the dream there was a bunch of us and we were on a ship. We were literally on a ship and um, it was like it, it was like it was like a ship on water but it was also like kind of like a spaceship um, theoretically you know they're one and the same and then within the dream everybody was like having a party on the ship and then, like, it was just, like, this huge celebration. And I'm just, like, kind of walking around. I'm just, like, yo, like, everybody's having a good time. Like, this is awesome. Like, hey, guys, it's good to see you. Yo, Brandon, what's going on? And it's, like, oh, you know, just hanging out and stuff like that. You know, it's just nonchalant stuff. Walk around. And then eventually I get to, the, like, the control room. And I'm just, like, I'm just, like, you know, I'm still dancing. I'm just, like, yeah, I'm, like, yo, guys, is anybody steering this ship right now? And they're just, like, I don't know, man. I'm just too busy dancing right now. Don't worry about it. It's cool. It's cool. And then I sort of walk around. I ask a few other people. I'm like, guys, like nobody's steering the ship. Shouldn't somebody be steering the ship right now? There's like, yeah, probably, whatever, maybe. All right, that's cool. Let's keep dancing. And then I'm just like, I'm gonna go steer the ship for a little bit, you know? Like, 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 if nobody's steering the ship, maybe somebody should at least steer the ship for a little bit, right? Just in case, you know? What if we hit an iceberg or something, right? Like, that was my logic. Like, if nobody's steering the ship, how do you know whether or not you, you, you know, you could, you can, you might need to steer the ship when you need to steer the ship. So for me, um, again, waking up from that dream, it was just like, you know, even just that phrase, like steering the ship. I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, you know, like I can. I can do that, right? You know. So again, you know, for me, um, and again, for you have known me, and, and you can see, like, there's this very literal correlation between that dream and, and that dream was like years ago, and what I've continued to do with the Paradigm Shift Central project in terms of like literally creating the ship. Uh, with the help of you guys, and the ship is literally, you know, the virtual space, the ideas, the community, and to be able to help steer it as, you know, the director, as the captain and everything, but still making it like a party for all of us so that the party can keep going. Because God forbid we accidentally hit an iceberg and the party ends. Like, my intention is to, like, you know what? Like, if I have to miss out on a little bit of dancing just to make sure that we avoid that iceberg that's cool with me, you know? Like, I, I want to be able to make sure that, like, we get, like, uh, that we really take this ship uh, where sort of thing. So, um, 
yeah, again, that's just another example of like some of the stuff that shows up in dreams sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and and um, I will say, you know, like with dreams, don't think that just because you have a dream with somebody else in it, or if it's just like something that really moved you, that you necessarily have to talk about it. Um, sometimes, like you know, really think about something before you share it. Um, if you have a dream with somebody else in it, sometimes you're not supposed to tell them. Um, especially if it's just like some weird scenario or something, you just just be mindful of, of how you're sharing your dreams because sometimes the dreams really are for you, but sometimes your ego will like want to share it. So if you are feeling the need to share it, just kind of like check in with like why you're sharing it. Um, yeah, so it's just just be mindful when it comes to sharing dreams. Was just something I was going to say on that. Um, but yeah, just Michelle, did you want to? Say anything as we get closer to wrapping this up. Mm. Or Rose, did you yeah. want to say something? Go ahead. If she wants to speak, that's fine. Um, yeah, I was just going to share a dream that, that has a simple name. Can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it sounds like. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's really like I've had very elaborate, strange dreams with gravity gravities and all sorts of stuff for a thing but this is a really simple dream um, I was in a hammock above a river it was like a hammock made out of a bed sheet and it was held up the hammock, I was just floating there I woke up in the hammock in the dream and I was just floating there and it was tied up to the bank um, with this like really thin cotton and it was just delicately balancing there and I remember just waking up in the hammock in this beautiful place and it was all it was all kosher and then I had this I had a like a thought and it was a very like it was a loud thought it was but how is this holding me up? Like how how is the this string strong enough to hold my weight? And as soon as I actually thought that, as soon as I questioned how it worked, even though it didn't seem to look like it was working, as soon as I questioned that, the the string gently lowered me into the water and I swam to the shore. And I woke up thinking like, you know, maybe sometimes we don't need to know how it all how it all works. Like I don't know, it, it sort of made me feel like I I didn't need to question how it worked, just to trust that it worked, whatever was going on in my life at the time. But um, I also had uh, some really abstract dreams lately. Like, um, like I have a lot of dreams, because I do a lot of bushwalking, um, I have a lot of dreams where I'm like crossing continents and being chased or chasing or running or finding things or I'm just like traveling like, Running through the bush like hundreds and hundreds of kilometers and just really fast and um, riding continents. Like I had this dream where some people were riding continents and the continents were moving through the ocean and they were riding them like boats. And um, yeah, just all sorts of stuff uh, like that. But usually every dream comes with a message and I didn't even have to think about um I don't have to think about it because I just, a part of me just knows what the dream is for without having to think about it. Like, oh, that's because of this or that. And yeah, it's, a, it's, it's pretty special. Um, 
streaming and stuff. Yeah, it's been really interesting the past week, actually. It's been one of the best streams. But, yeah. Oh, that's, thanks for sharing. It's good to, yeah, it's, I love hearing other people's dreams, experiences. Like, they're... <laughs> you know, you think about like all the crazy stuff that's just like out there on the internet that we distract ourselves, but like some of the most exciting and interesting stories are the ones that we hear about from just like sharing dreams and everything. So and and I, and I like what you said, you're you're right, you know, like it's within dream logic, things will just be like this magical thing that will just happen and then as soon as we bring our like our, our regular reality logic into it, it collapses it. It's just like it's just like oh no, like the magic, like it's just, so yeah, yeah. And then again, it, it works the same other way where it's just it can be the reverse where it's just like you know you could be driving a car and just be like why am I still driving this car on the road when I can be flying it? Yeah, and then you know you just start lifting off or whatever. You're talking about the heart and the head, like that's like universal. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. Heart, heart intelligence versus head intelligence. That is, that is a, that's a good point um, in terms of what dreams will teach us. Dreams, dreams will do that. They will present us like, a, a, yeah, they will sort of challenge our heart and head intelligence. And if the spiritual journey has done nothing, it has taught me that I need to stop with the rational thinking and start and start getting real and start really living from my heart and mm -hmm. knowing that there is magic. And that possibility yeah. are infinite, and that that whole astral realm can be drawn down, like mm -hmm. to be here. And I think that that's our job, that's our dharma, specifically all of us on this call, like is to remember and live from the heart um, mm -hmm. so much, and to stop that brain from coming in and telling us and giving us any kind of limit, you know, any kind yeah. of limit. Like I could be flying right now instead of. You know, you said something earlier. But, oh, by the way, though, Rosa said, well, I don't even remember, but you said something earlier that was, oh, crap, now I just got it because I had two thoughts at once. Ah. Um, you said something earlier when we jump, we have to imagine that we can go further. We have to, can you imagine taking that action to every single thing that you ever do? Like, every conscious choice you make, you imagine instead of like, oh, I'm just going to go from here to here. Like, you have to go through it. Like, you have to, it's going to be, it's like positive. Um, yeah. High vibration thinking, the highest vibration thinking all the time. So I just saw. Yeah, you 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 like you 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 see the outcome and you like align with that and then you let the gravity of that idea move you forward towards it. But you like lasso your lasso to like the highest freaking star that you can. Which like I know, like I'm mad guilty of like not doing that like ever. Like I'm just like or just kidding. No, never mind. But like for real, sometimes you have to be honest and be like, yo, but but that that's so achievable if you do it, then you you know land among the stars. Yeah. mean. If you shoot for the moon, you land among the stars. That's right, that's right. And yeah, and again, you know, this whole conversation and everything, it's practical in the sense that it, it, it's reminding us of like how we sort of interact with this reality, how manifestation works, and, and also bringing it back to trust uh, as well and, and sort of trusting the magic. Sometimes our rational minds will constantly doubt the magic, but uh, and, and our doubting will transform it from, you know, like the, the magic that it is to what our rational mind expects. But then again, part of that is the lesson to be able to sort of like 
move beyond the rational mind um, and sort of like experience uh, whatever it is that the magic is bringing us. Um, so I mean, yeah, like manifestation can be a yeah manifestation on all dimensions of reality. We like that's literally we're learning to become better dreamers within the dream on dream in the sleeping dream exactly. and the waking dream. Exactly, because this that's... reality is holographic, and so anything that we want, desire as a dream, like Destiny School, like we can create. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, as a psychic, and I did like one of my first videos on this, we can have that dream and then drive ourselves crazy and be like, "Where is it? And you gave it to me. It's in my brain." But like you said, this was years. Like sometimes it takes years for it to like come out, or like you have to wait for divine timing, as they say. You have to trust and have faith that it's just going to manifest. But you hold the vision of the dream, and you have that optimistic thought, and then through your prayerful intention setting, you just allow it. You surrender and you allow it, and it comes, and it's way cooler that way because the universe is way more creative um, than we are in truth. Yeah. Or our higher selves yeah, are yeah. creative than the part of ourselves that's like not completely. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, and and it is you know going back to the idea of like the higher self, like we we are working overtime on multiple dimensions, and, and we sort of have to keep that in mind that like yes, like we are here, we are in the physical, but like that's just like the one part of ourself that is here to be you know sort of like that middleman between the higher self and. And we think we don't th see the higher self, but but it's it's again it's sort of tapping into that heart intelligence and also like within to the dreams. So like within the dreams, it's sort of an opportunity for us to kind of like go into a conference call with our higher self and to be like be like okay, so here's what we accomplished this week and here's what we're gonna do, you know, and and then you can sort of like plan things and you can like bring in your own ideas and things like that. So. Um, there's a lot of practicality that can be brought into dreams once you start to realize what they are. Um, and again, you know, within this holographic matrix, I think they're incredibly valuable as like this this shared space, this virtual reality simulator, this uh, like imagination creation like opportunity for us to practice our skills as manifestors um, you know and again and, and as a mirror for us to see and, and again through the, the symbols and the language it's so in storytelling and through the magic of storytelling um, we are the directors of our own lives uh, from a higher dimensional level and, and as much as we're directing this life uh, you know there's the the higher part of ourself that is the director of our dreams as well and then when we become lucid we become more actively involved as a director um, also true. Within that, <laughs> so, so I mean, yeah, we are constantly directing on what we perceive as this present moment, um, and just keeping that, and just knowing that, um, just brings it back into, uh, you know, creation and potential and stuff, and, and especially as like an artist, uh, it's it's that idea of like when you're setting out to create something, it's that idea of like knowing that it already exists. Now that's something that can sort of be taken two ways because you do have the potential to change. You do have the potential to move away from a project. Some like manifestation will work that way where it will be like if if you if really like if you want something like you can get it, but sometimes like it it, it will put you in a path where you'll get the opportunity to choose maybe I don't want this anymore. So it will be like you know I'm gonna just be a stupid example, but it's just like I want a red sports car, and then the universe is like all right here's your red sports car in the future, and it's behind this corner, behind this corner, behind this corner, and you gotta go left and right and left and right and left and right, and it's way over there, but it's there, and then you'll start walking this path, and then eventually halfway through this like quote-unquote maze, you'll just be like, actually, you know what? I changed my mind. 
maybe I, like, I don't want that anymore. And it doesn't mean that that car wasn't there. The car was there, but you, it, it created that maze for you because part of your lesson was to realize that, like, you're going to choose otherwise. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an idea. Like, we can, like, manifestation kind of works that way. Like, we have the potential to change our mind. And just because, and just because, like, something didn't come to us, us. It doesn't mean that we were never supposed to ha like have it. Um, it just means that we like chose to like otherwise. So I mean, in terms of like manifestation, it is okay to change your mind, um, and it is okay to recognize when the universe is trying to tell us that hey, maybe you know like this like change is trying to tell us to like change your mind instead of like if 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 we were supposed to have that like red sports car, we would have gotten it. But the universe is just like just like just like oh my god, you're so stubborn. Why do you want that red sports car? Like. Like, you're not supposed to have it right now. Like, you can try as hard as you want, but you're not supposed to have it right now. And then, you know, we being our stubborn selves will, like, really, 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 really want it, but then the universe will just be, like, putting all these obstacles in front of us just to teach us that lesson, and just, be, just to get us to change our mind. And then it's just like, oh, you know what? I actually want a bike. And then it's just like, oh, finally! You know, like, here, here's your freaking bike. Are you happy now? Couldn't you just figure that out from the first place? So, I mean, take that same concept and work it into a project. So maybe you have, like, this big vision of a project that, that starts off as, like, a huge vision, you know, and it's just like, oh, my God, this is going to be the best thing ever. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be exactly what I wanted. But then you start going for it, and you start going for it, and you're just like, oh, like this, uh, you know, like, oh, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. And then you're just like, what, what if I start to transform it? What if I start to change it? And then suddenly out of that one creative project comes another creative project. And then you realize that'd be like, be like, oh, like it turned out that that was actually supposed to create all along. And that first idea is what led me on that path to get to that second idea because I wouldn't have got to that second idea if I didn't have that first idea in the first place, which is why it sort of works that way. So I noticed that spirit does that. Like I noticed that my guides, like they put focus on here, focus on here, but like because they can see from above us, like at this mm. whole place, like. Mm -hmm. There, it's like there's a round. I always see myself, and I'm gonna like draw it. But for those of you who are listening, um, it's like you start off like with my right hand where it is, and then you go across the face, around and up over my head, and like zoom. There's like a loop, this giant loop, like a breadcrumb trail, is what I'm being reminded. You're supposed to say it's like yeah. the common metaphor is like you follow the pieces. But I always see it's a spiral. Oh, it's a spiral. It's a spiral that they have you go. Crazy rabbit. Yeah. Fire spiral. Yeah. Fire spiral. Yeah. So, yeah. Spiral, spiral, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you love that word. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so um, again, you know, like as, as artists, like all, all of us are artists, you know, like when it comes to dreams, it's okay to acknowledge when the universe is trying to encourage you to take a different path. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, like it, it's kind of up to you to decide because if you keep going for it, you'll still learn. You'll still get it's like you know it's like running an obstacle course you'll still get something out of it but um, there's going to be different lessons along the way so just be flexible with yourself honor yourself and just be open to the idea that what it is that you think you want isn't actually what you need um, and the universe will sort of like That's sure. give you that lesson even if it's like a, a, a difficult one for you to get but if you ask for what you, like asking, I, they wanted me to mention this earlier or to reiterate this mm -hmm. earlier for our listeners is to say like it's really powerful to ask because you have a team of guides who are like waiting for you to ask for their help to their yeah. attention yeah. and they will speak to you very vividly 
And then, so the universe will either do it for you, like you're saying, or you can ask, like, what do I need to focus on? Or you can say, I want this, and then they'll be like, well, focus on this. And it's like you guys are co-creating. And I've learned, this is like my learning of surrender in this last year, where it's like, I almost, I, all right, I'm going to curse, like, fuck it. Like, I'm not going to keep going for, like, what my will is. Like, I mean, will is very important. It's its own thing. But, like, if you want me to focus on this, and dude, even, like, this week, like, I have so many things that I'm sure you feel the same way. This last couple of weeks have been intense, yeah? And, like, so I have so many projects that I'm focusing on. So I'm, like, stop writing my schedule. Like, I need to write a schedule all my time. No. What do I do right now? What do I do today? And I'm just, like, letting my intuition, like, guide you know, like, what do I need to do in my next right step? What's my moment? And, like, that's working out really well. It's working out really well where, like, I'm actually listening and hearing and then, and then, and then, and then getting things accomplished. And then, and it's actually, like, it's completely, it's co-creating reality. It's trusting spirit to work with me and then through me. And it helps you get in the flow and it works a lot better. And then sometimes you don't work because that's what you're supposed to be doing for me those of us, I'm speaking to my other intuitive empath people here, um, like sometimes you just have to just like take a day, a break, and like you just like yeah. psych reset, and like you, there's mm. nothing wrong with that, like it's just like power down, like yeah. <laughs> reconfig, and then like get back <laughs> in the game. Totally. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting like how dream can often, can sometimes actually be, like, tiring in themselves, you know, like, and, and that's, like, I mean, not to get, like, too much into the topic, but it's just kind of, like, interesting um, how that can happen sometimes, where, like, we can sort of, like, be, go through a dream, and, and sometimes it will, like, literally, it can almost be, like, exhausting. Um, if that's the case, you know, just, like, on honor that that's how you felt acknowledge that your soul just like probably ran a freaking marathon but then just nurture it within this physical dimension within the vehicle because your vehicle is going to be you know like the your your immediate source of energy to refuel it so like go have a nice bowl of fruit you know like get some fresh air reground yourself take care of yourself like it's it it it, it can happen um that's just like part of the nature of a how things kind of work sometimes that I've observed. And for my sisters who have had, or men too, but I can speak to the mm. woman like universally who have had heartbreak, if you have like those dreams where you wake up and mm. you're like, oh my heart is broken, like that'll yeah. set your whole day. For me, like that like that leg is like, rrr, rrr, like you change, you shift, like you're like, oh man. So I, that actually happened to me recently, I got mad at the universe because I was like, you just blew my whole day by giving me that dream, thanks a lot, you know, but it's like, Deep, deep work, deep psychology work that you're doing. You're like, like with this last energy phase that I was like, we, you, you're clearing. It's like a purge. It's like a psychic purge, but you're doing it, and like, so you're clearing, you're resetting your energy in a different way. So dreams can psychologically affect you to like clear that space, clear your sub subconscious. Um, so you're healing. So that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's all for transformation, people. So that's it. Transformation. So infinite transformation. Okay. Infinite transformation. The un unfolding, you know, the blossoming lotus in that sense. So, okay, um, <laughs> we'll move into uh, we'll move into our tarot card reading. Yay! Um, 
it's like as we're wrapping up the show uh, again you know just thank you so much everybody for tuning in um, you guys will notice I actually added a little new thing on the website uh, and this is uh, relative to supporting the future projects of Paradigm Shift and it's the uh, the monthly support squad um, this is just kind of like another name for like our fundraising and uh, if you're on like any of the central news or any of the articles or the quest logs you'll see it on the side and it's like this big thing where it tells you what you are taking part in and again it's through the Patreon and people sign up for a few dollars a month and what they contribute to is the essential support for future projects uh, you know literally think of Paradigm Shift as like PBS it's community funded in that way so if you enjoy what it is that we're doing and you would like to see more of this whether as a direct participant or just as an audience member or just like someone who's just like yeah you know like go youth light workers or whatever they want to think of us as or something like that. Um, contributing through the Patreon <laughs> is a great way to do it. And uh, the things you receive are a free shift button booster kit and you get to choose your own amount. So you can sign up for a few dollars and tell me you want me to send you 30, 40, however much. And you'll also get one of the new crystal love wands. And um, you guys real quick. Those of you who are looking on video, you guys have seen these. These things, like I'm making more of them and everybody who signs up for $5 more gets these and these things are like practical tools for like massaging and stuff like that. Like seriously, they're so good. And you just like keep one of these in your purse or your pocket and you day and it's just good for opening up energies um, and just like self-healing. And you'll also get one of the crystal wraps and, and you know... Uh, uh, apps again I'll just show for you guys on camera so like when you sign up you guys will like also get some like cool crystal wraps and again these can go as like um, they're also good for like pets you can put them on like pets um, collars and stuff like that with keychain latches so that's kind of a cool way that you can use those you can hang them from your car and you can hang them yep keychains yeah you can hang them anyway put them on zippers that's what I do and again you know they're, they're things that you can program with intention they're good conversation starters and uh, also you can get up to 40% bonus on all shift button orders and more including early access to Journey to Lucidity 3 and Journey to Lucidity 4 is going to be filming in April uh, and that's going to be a thing that we'll uh, be talking more about and again like funds from the crowdfunding are directly supporting that and if you want to go directly to the Patreon again it's patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton or go to paradigmshiftcentral.com forward slash donate and I'll just link that right into the Patreon and you can do that and uh, yeah just send me any messages if you have any questions and that is greatly appreciated the support from that allows me to continue to focus on the um, energy that is involved with Jack so that we can continue to do more Paradigm Shift Destiny schools and more live broadcasts and more of the videos and all the awesome things that we are dreaming up here together. So again, thank you to everyone who has signed up already, who's contributed in the past, and uh, thank you to everyone who will contribute in the future, and much love. So um, with that said... Um, Again, sign up for the website if you haven't done that yet. You can check out the team map, and that's like a new thing where it's really awesome. And check out some of the past articles. Um, Michelle had a new article that went up this week, and it got seen by like over 600 people, which is oh, really? super cool. Yeah, it's got a pretty good, decent view count on it, so that's cool. Um, and, um, it's been, like, I just want to talk to my article real quick because it's been going also on my, that there's some magic behind that because it's been on mine. It's like the most widely read, shared, like 18 shares, like other people, I'm just like, damn, is yeah, uh, yeah, it's like the first viral. What's what'd you say? It, it's resonating, people. Yeah. yeah, and it was about a lot of the things that you spoke about, like where I was just mm -hmm. talking about the energy and stuff. So that's cool. 
But um, what an amazing feeling that is, that to know that like something you created is useful to people. Like, yeah. It's really important. So yeah. if you guys want to read more, infiniteeverything.net, or um, go to my page, yes. Michelle Infinity, Infinite Everything on Facebook, or you can see me on Paradigm Shift Central. But I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to, to share medicine with people. It's just like, wow, like service, it's working. It's And I, I can see it, too, since we've started these intentions from whatever, a few months ago. It's like you can see the waves, the ripples. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's super cool, yeah. And again, yeah, you know, like, as people who are looking to support the project, like, that's a big part of what this project is about, is is uh, giving people such as Michelle and anybody in the community a platform so that they can experience, like, what it's like to have their things reach a, a wider audience and to collectively be a service as a community. So it's really... An, an awesome dream, an awesome cause. So again, patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton and uh, paradigmcentral.com forward slash donate, but you guys know that already. So thank you so much. Okay, so we're going to wrap up the show with a tarot card reading, and I'm just going to do a single card draw. Um, and uh, basically, the tarot cards, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a very useful tool to, again, receive symbols from the universe. So within this dream right now, we're going to see what symbol the universe <laughs> is going to send us. As if, you know, like literally, this is a dream. So let's see, like, what our higher selves can send us. So um, within the randomness of sort of, like, charging the deck, shuffling it, and then, like, picking one card, it creates sort of this, like, uh, holographic void where the right card will be the one that we pick within this moment. And... Uh, uh, all we have to do is just sort of be open to that idea in the first place. So I'm just going to show you guys. So I, I just shuffled them, and now I'm just going to kind of like move my fingers up and down and pick a card, and then I got a book here, and we'll read from it. And this is um, the Anata tarot deck for anybody who's interested. This is just a really good tarot deck. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it was like the only one left in a store, and I bought it like a few years ago. So, and, and you can see like the deck on it looks like super cool. It's very. How do you spell it? A A N A N D A Ananda Ananda. Oh, Ananda, like Ananda. But it yeah. Has a star person on it. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, super cool. Okay, so um. I'm just going to take a deep breath, and if you guys want to join me, even the people in the future listening to this, your, <laughs> your focus does affect the past, believe it or not. So. It's true. Oh, great holographic universe. Show us what we need to see. <laughs> okay, so... Um, now don't don't get too upset. It's not it's not like one of like the face cards, but it's still a card and the number is sphere 7. So there's a super cool picture of a sphere and circles are always a thing and that's kind of interesting. I mean, to me right there that sort of represents the dream space, sort of like this like bubble with like a holographic bubble within like an open plane. Um, to me, that looks like very reminiscent of kind of like realities within realities. So I can sort of see a reflection there. Within the oh, and can, my dreams. Can, I, can I read it too? And the, the fact that there's like multiple bubbles are like everybody's little dream, and they're like they're yeah, all yeah. There's other bubbles. Are each together? each bubbles each bubble. There's seven bubbles, and seven bubbles are like you know different people's dreams. Yeah, that's yeah. totally a thing, you know. Like within um, you know Idra's net, it talks about like how we're all like the jewels on the net, and we are individual bubbles. Um, so that's very much a thing. So you know, you know what I know about um, like the, the flower of life, like all the interlocking points. I think that's yeah, the internet. It's like those are all of us too. We're all like little crystals, yes. like in the crest crop. Yeah, right. 
we are literally the flower life. And the flower life is also like present within our like uh, interactions as well. If you could like map out how we move through reality in terms of like how we socially actually see the flower life as well. Um, okay, so seven of spheres. <clears throat> Let me just take a sip of my tea. Socially, I like that. I can I can hear you. Um, that that would be something to talk about another time. What was that? We should talk more about to the talk about another time. Oh, dude, we could have a whole school on that. Yeah, we'll do a class on Sega oh, geometry. Oh, oh my god, there's so much. <laughs> okay, all right. Seven of spheres. <clears throat> the image in the background of a crystal bowl ball which reflects the environment, six more balls drift from a deep blue sky out into the cosmos. Meaning, as nature needs its time from seed to harvest to let the fruit ripen, man also needs his time to let ideas and thoughts ripen. Ideas and realizations that are ripe in the truest sense of the word were previously subject to a long and tedious development and selection process. As in all occurrences that concern the outer world, it is similar with the nature of man. Until the individual has developed a mature personality, a long road lies ahead. Not just success and luck, but also many failures and losses that cross his path, make him what he is. It is exactly these seemingly difficult, uncomfortable duties that bring about the integration of patience, perseverance, and humility in a positive sense of his being. Someone true strength of character speaks from the depths of experience, which he has brought to fruition through insight. Without belittling his inner values, he is in a position to put himself in the background and give up his small ego for the bigger picture. Astrological significance, Jupiter, Saturn, septile aspects. Keywords, results from past efforts, respect, meaningful interaction with material values, duration, long developmental process, chronological events, development of personality, traditional meaning, patience, slow growth, perseverance, hard work, humility, modesty, maturation process. There you go. I'll just show the picture again. So um, for me, reading that, um, I can, you know, I think we can all relate to it. Um, for me, reading that, I just hear echoes of what the Paradigm Shift Project is as well in terms of, like, slow growth and perseverance, um, yet ultimately, like, yielding, you know, ripe fruit as well. So, yeah, and then there's stuff in there that we actually talked about within this discussion as well, so I think that was pretty accurate, appropriate. Michelle, go ahead. It was just the personality, like developing character through your slow growth and how Spirit has been telling me that that is a very important part of my journey as well, is that to just the humility factor. And I'm really learning what it is to, like I had a talk with Spirit um, two nights ago, uh, maybe last night, I don't think it was last night, maybe two nights ago, um, about about team building, really, because that's what this used to be called, and about like mm -hmm. where you are only able to connect with people, maybe it was last night, when you let go, you have to be in your own center, you have to be powerful, but you, I, I know I can't articulate because I'm still learning it, but it's like you have to 
you have to think of the collective and you have to be willing to serve the collective mm -hmm. and you have to be regal as a warrior, as a guardian, as like your own true nature. Like know that you are divine but also be in service to the whole. And that's like humility. Like and also the other the other aspect of it is like humility is oh well, never mind. I'm not supposed to share that part. That's so funny. I just got like a time change. Mm. Like a zoom, zoom, so. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, these are just things that I'm working through. So a lot of that personality development and character and humility and like what it is to um, embody that energy. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm learning that too. Cool. cool. Awesome. I love that. I love when I love all of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's the magic of the tarot deck, and it's cool because like that's sometimes tarot will do that. Like it, it, it will, it will show us something that sort of sparks like our own thoughts and our own responses to it, you know. And then we sort of become the tarot as well. So, it's cool. a reflection to what you're learning in your life and a reiteration mm -hmm. of that. So. Yeah, it's a mirror. So again, you know, just like dreams, you know, it's a mirror. It's holographic mirrors, mirrors upon mirrors. That's what it's about. So, <laughs> awesome. Okay, um, we'll just about wrap it up. Uh, Chris, Kristen is still in uh, here. Uh, Rosalie had left earlier, but Kristen, yeah, was there any anything that you want to share before we wrap up? Um. Well, the tarot reading uh, resonated with me a lot on kind of like what's going on in my life with uh, just getting rid of the old and really just kind of working on myself on developing my own way of my own path and, you know, trying to figure out what I'm really wanting to do with my path and just growing and learning a lot more. So... Yeah. Confused. Cool. <laughs> you should give yourself a tarot. Yeah, I really. <laughs> huh? You should give yourself like a full tarot reading if you feel like that feeling. Like I do readings and stuff. Um, you could you could email me if you want. You could have like a mini one. I do a mini one for you. But it sounds like you need a reading. You're like I have things and they're in the air and I need. <laughs> Them you're like I'm just I don't it's because I'm tuned in like you're just like all your all your shit all I'm not on person all your stuff is like floating above your head and you just need to like take one of them and like pull them down in front of your forehead and like see it and like you go oh this is right this is right it's in front of my face I get it but like you sound like it's all above your head yeah yeah you just need to pull it in you feel it yeah I'm writing so I'm really yeah. getting the message right now for you like write it write all those things in your head down. And once they get out onto the paper, you'll feel a lot more solid. And then from there, do a tarot reading. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a fairy card tarot reading. Perfect. <laughs> but write first. Like, write all the things that you're thinking of. Like, write them all, get them out of your head, and then look at the cards and look at them on paper, and you'll feel a lot better. Give yourself, okay. like, a two-hour or 20-minute session of self-love that way. Okay. There's a... Yeah, thank you. Yay. Yeah, thanks, Michelle. Um, to see all that. Uh, just, uh, going back to the live chat, um, Safira, who uh, is with us, who is a Safir in herself, um, 
she uh, she she was in one of the team building hangouts a little while ago. Um, she she says uh, she says Sphere Seven reminds me of this thing I was reading before I got on here. The Chi Wong call the world Earth Seven and believe in other worlds both above and below. Simply by living on it, people make Earth Seven dirty. So every now and then, Tohan, the superhuman being who created humankind, turns it upside down. He first warns the people of the forest, and then turn into and then and they turn into the into blossoms and fly up to Earth Six. Everybody left on the ground drowns. Tohan creates new people and a new Earth. Just thought that was interesting since you guys were talking about shape shifting earlier. So. Awesome, man! Go Tohan. <laughs> Yeah, I love these like ancient stories that you know. Again, they're they're a lot of these ancient stories are like getting a lot of their wisdom from like dream spaces and everything as well. So, yeah, and a special shout out to uh, Rita who just also joined. She's presumably listening listening right now. So just sending a little extra bonus love to Rita. <laughs> Um, now with that said, I think we are just about ready to wrap up the show. Um, in terms of topics of dreams, just before I get into the final conclusion, uh, what did we learn about today, Michelle? <laughs> <That's a> short <laughs> answer. What did I learn today? I learned that it's a perspective shift between whether I am the conscious creator of my reality and being lucid is in order to take more control of my destiny, really, in truth. Um, I want to tune in for something else, though. Um, Mm, and I, <laughs> I learned I was a vegan, and I forgot <laughs> that part that I that I have shape shifted. Um, that's funny, um, and that, that that yeah. So so those two things is that I learned more about closer to what lucid dreaming is, and um, and I also learned that we can be more. And I I don't know why this word is, but vigilant about calling in mm. these masters and asking for like. Permission almost to have a conversation, yeah, and to be, yeah, to really be. You know what? I know why that word is coming because conviction. You know, like when you're like really like oh, I want this, like the universe responds, but you have to have the courage to really claim, like to make the commitment to like to be vigilant, to like ask for the master to show up because, and I'm hearing you talk, in so I'm gonna talk as you're talking through me is like because you might not like what the master says to you and you might have to make some changes so if like you're asking for that truth like you have to respect and and go through that door and to like know what they're saying so all of that all of the mm -hmm. I like I like that you use the, the word vigilant because I'm not sure if I said that in this broadcast, but it's totally a word that I like to use in reference to dream exploration as well. Um, in terms of like wrapping up with like a, a, almost like a final point within you know the whole dream process, you have a choice. You know, for everybody listening, you you have a choice to sort of ignore your dreams or to pay attention to them. And when you pay attention to them, the universe pays attention to you paying attention. And when it comes to getting more out of your dreams, understand that it is something that takes. This is like the the, the most important key within all this is consistency and vigilance so like when it comes to writing down your dreams like if you do it after a few days and you're just like oh like you know like no, nothing happened therefore nothing will ever happen I'm gonna give up that is part of the test that is part of the universe saying you know like okay we're gonna 
not give him the best stuff right away. And we're going to see like how serious he or she is about this. And so consistency with writing down your dreams, consistency with meditation, consistency with your, your reality checks, all of these things are very important when it comes to the dream dream space and again you know the mystics all of these ancient teachings all talk about the dream space and, and there's something there and it's just something to continue to explore yourself and it is a part of this human experience to be able to experience reality in multiple dimensions so just be being aware of that that you are a multi-dimensional being and it's within your right within your potential to be able to experience uh, you know the multiple aspects of this reality so but again you, you in some cases like you literally you have to earn it it's almost like like Boy Scouts badge or Girl Scouts badge or something like that like you gotta sort of earn it um, so check in with yourself because it's straight up like this path will not be for everyone so if it's something that calls to you understand that it will be a challenging one but there will be rewards and um, Sometimes, you know, it, it's one of those things where, like, it, it'll be, like, hidden around a corner and, and you won't realize until you get there. So you'll be, like, looking down an empty hallway and you'll see nothing and you'll think there's nothing and you'll keep walking. And then it's not until you turn the corner that you realize there's, like, a pile of, like, gold or something like that. And that was actually there all along, but you just had to go through the illusion of thinking that it wasn't in order to really make sure that you were, like, worthy of being able to claim it as your own experience, and and you can do that, you know, you you can claim experiences. You you can when you write them down, you can just be like, wow, you know, like in the same way you photograph of that time that you went to the beach and you saw that amazing sunset. You write in a journal, you can be like, like this is an experience that I am now capable of pointing to and saying this is a part of who I am. I am more than just what I experience within this physical dimension. I have, you know, like fought dragons. I have conquered mountains. I have like done this. I have done that, right? And you remind yourself of like what it is that you're really capable of and just like how embodied you are actually as a creator um, within multiple dimensions. And again, you know, bring it back to being a better dreamer within this dream as well because this is this is a dream and you're always going to be dreaming it's just a matter of whether or not you're awake so um, on that note aho yeah aho and and on that note I will just say you know if anybody's listening to this and they haven't yet um, on the Paradigm Shift Central website if you go to shift movies up at the top or just Paradigm Shift Central or live.paradigmshiftcentral.com forward slash movies please uh, enjoy going and check out the journey to lucidity movie. Those are the full-length movies that I did, and I alluded to the fourth one happening earlier, and I'm editing the third one, but those are all about this concept of like awakening within the dream. So um, that's like something for you to enjoy and to continue to be inspired and to continue for you to help you remember on this uh, divine path of, uh, you know, remembrance. So remember, you know, the remembering, bringing back into membership, you know, that union. So Yes, because it's all about oneness. That's what I was trying to talk about before. That's the humility, man. It's all... Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Damn. That was it. There it is. Um, I love this massage wand. Like, this love wand is so good. Like, I'm just like... oh, That's the thing. Like, I'm trying to, like, promote these on the internet, but it's like, until you can, like, experience it for yourself, like, oh, you just... <laughs> I wish I could like give these to people to like like over the internet. I'd just be like, here, try it. Like, here, Michelle, put your <laughs> put your head against the screen. Let me just 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah where, did you feel it? Um, kind of. Um, <laughs> online crystal wand healing things. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to have a video. I actually saw a vision while you were saying that of like you like on the street, like yeah. having people test them out and like having them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to do like get some testimonies. My friend's mom stole his. That's how good they are. So I figure that's a pretty good test <laughs> testimony. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so again, if anybody if anybody wants these right now, these are exclusive for people who are signing up for the monthly support squad, the the Patreon. So um, five dollars a month, and you'll get one of these bad boys for free. So yeah, and and I'll be able to make more of them and custom make them for you with like color schemes and particular crystals. So looking forward locations and forward to being able to do that in tactical tools. Totally, we gotta do that. I wanna do that. That's so good. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When cool. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's wrap this up. Um, Hi. I'm just double checking. Let's just take a breath before we wrap this up. So, short, like not like med- not like full on meditation, but literally just like sense ourselves back to breath. So thank you everyone for choosing to be here, for choosing, for listening. Thank you for being a part of this community. Thank you for being a student in this bigger classroom of life. Take some gentle inhales through the nose. Gentle exhales. Reconnecting with that present moment, the lucidity of this present moment. Really just honoring the self and literally just a couple more breaths, but I'm just going to take my hands and put them over my heart. And if you guys want to do that too, and just heartbeat and acknowledging that by feeling your heartbeat, just imagine that you're feeling the heartbeat of every other person, every other person listening to this, every other person on this journey. You are love, you are light, you are divine. You are on your way. We see you. So, aho. Cool. Okay, guys, well, thank you so much for tuning in to uh, this first class of Paradigm Shift Destiny School. There will be more Paradigm Shift Destiny Schools. Um, sign up for the main website to stay in touch, and you'll get notifications about that. Uh, it may be next week. It may not be. We may do, like, a regular team-building hangout. Um, we'll sort of see where we are once we get there. And, again, if you haven't checked out past episodes, you, you can go do that through blogtalkradio.com forward slash Paradigm Shift Radio or just go to ParadigmShiftCentral.com and go to Paradigm Shift Radio and uh, encourage you to go back and listen to the global meditation that we did on the full moon if you haven't yet and there's a lot of other cool stuff there worth checking out and of course share this with your friends and most importantly continue the conscious conversations where you are Uh, you know this project is really about encouraging you guys to be empowered and to take action and to be those pillars of light in your community to build the paradigm shift community to be shifters paradigm shifters so continue to do that and um that's part of the fun. So, cool. Okay, and um, 
I think that's I think that's about it. I think we've said everything we need to for this episode. And, and if there's more stuff to talk about, we'll save it for another time. So leave your comments uh, once you've listened to this. Uh, continue the conversation. I'd love to hear your feedback. Feedback's very important. And um, with that said, um, yeah, Michelle, Kristen, thank you so much for 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 joining us and for finishing the class together. And thanks to everyone for listening in. And together, let's uh, say farewell to the internet. So until next time, internets. I love you. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you in the future. One love.